Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the call tonight, and uh, thank you for your patience. Um, welcome to Redemption Equity on Talk Show. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about a, a lot of things that have been uh, coming through the wire. Uh, we've had a lot of breakthroughs this week where um, the birth certificate is concerned, and hold on one second, guys, turn this off. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of research, talking to a lot of people, and pulling up a lot of laws where um, your heirship is concerned as heirs to the states. And um, today I got with um, uh, with uh, the Department of Health. And, you know, basically... I- I don't want to be a racist here now, and I'm not. You know, I, I love everybody. But, you know, when you talk to people, you know, if you trying to get, you can catch more, what do you call that, more bees with honey. <clears throat> Your attitude towards the people that you talk to will determine whether you're going to get answers or no answers, okay? Because 
I was talking to someone from, and I'm not going to say from where, Department of Health, so that's about it. I don't want to say who it was or anything like that. But we got to talking, and at first they tried to snub me, meaning they didn't want to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> but when I started finding ways to relate to that person, they opened up and became more responsive and actually dedicated 45 minutes to me. We were talking about the birth certificate and why uh, certain birth certificates have certificate of birth versus birth certificate on them and why records would be sealed versus not sealed. And um, we found a lot of interesting information this week with regards to those birth certificates and some mind-blowing information about your parents. And what I found out today was that usually when your birth record is sealed, it's because you've been adopted or you guys know this, your name was changed or you have an adoption of any type or um, paternity was declared. So what I was told was that most likely, because this, uh, by the way, Department of Health is over, uh, they're over the vital statistics. They write rules and regulations for vital statistics. And they also are basically over the hospitals. But they don't have jurisdiction over them. You know, this is what was confirmed. Because they're all corporations, that's what it is. But we were talking about that, and they said that they have a feeling, and they asked for my document. They want to see it. They actually looked up my records and said, you know, I see where you're saying the name was changed, but I need to see your decree. Because she said, if this is true what you're saying, legislators and the higher echelon are allowing this to happen where they're changing names. She said, you know, I've gotten so many calls where people will say, you know, someone added a middle initial to my birth certificate or there's a letter missing now in my birth certificate. My name's not spelled that way. And she said, you know, we don't get that many calls uh, regarding the birth certificates because we are not vital statistics. But she said, I've had plenty of calls come my way with that problem but I'm thinking, well, maybe these people don't know how to spell or, you know, they're doing it, they're typing too fast and they're, you know, making a mistake with um, their typing errors. But she says, you're literally now telling me that you have a decree showing where you're stripped of your last name and that on the day of this decree, the name's capitulated, right? And I said, yes. She goes, that is like a bombshell if you're telling me this. But she says, this is what I believe what could be occurring is that when they seal your birth record and you don't exist, she says that means that we don't have your originals. We have no rights over your original recording. Now, we have to remove it and seal it, and um, we don't have control over your assets. And then she was saying, were you born out of wedlock? And I said, yeah. She said, then you have a paternity, don't you? And I said, yeah, I do. She goes, that's why they sealed it. Now, did you know they were saying that if you were born out of wedlock, 
And I looked up the state laws. It's saying that if your father doesn't claim you, he would have to then adopt you. Otherwise, I guess the state is your father. And that's why they're giving you a hard time is they didn't seal the records because no one claimed you. And you know what she kept talking about? Adoption, abandoned property. She goes, you're right. I have to agree with you. That's what it's all about is abandoned property. She says, no one claimed you. And I told her, but that's not fair because you didn't tell these parents that they're supposed to claim their baby. I told her, let's be, let's be on the fair side because we're talking about this. She goes, yeah, I agree with you. But she said, look, it's not my law. She goes, you know who's behind all this. She says, we are just worker bees here. But I'm telling you, that isn't our doing. She goes, that's higher up than us. I told her, but do you understand why they're doing this? I said, when you're telling me that it's abandoned property and anyone's picking it up and going into your account, she says, oh, yeah, they do that. But she said, remember, Social Security, you know, they wrote up all these laws in 1933, and no one's looking into that. We're a new generation. Nobody's looking at abandoned properties, and um, they don't, oh. And I just looked up by coincidence an article today that says 40% of the American population were born out of wedlock. And it says this is the most disgusting number. They were, the article that was written is like horrified and disgusted that so many children are being born out of wedlock. And I'm thinking, well, you know, you do promote this. Not only do you promote these moms getting a divorce, uh, children being born out of wedlock. You're telling children they don't have to tell their parents that they get pregnant. They can get an abortion without no one's consent. I'm like, you know, they're putting all this stuff on the table, I told her. You know, you got to think about what the public is teaching the private. This isn't just something that came up overnight. You, pr- you guys promote this stuff, and you're starting in the schools like six weeks after the child's born, you're you're walk, you're practically erasing the bond between mother and child. You put them in a daycare. You put them with people to. Um, you're putting them with strangers to be nurturing your children. You're not nurturing them, people. Because let me tell you about daycares. I used to go to plenty of daycares when I worked with the government. Your babies are sitting there in those cribs crying for hours. I used to hang out in different daycares, go in there and check on the little babies because I wanted to catch them in the wrongdoing. The only wrongdoing I would see is that your children weren't really being nurtured. They'd sit there for hours, and then when it was time for your baby's turn, they would go and check the diaper or whatever to see if it needed diaper change, and then they'll feed them. Or, but they put them right back in the crib or put them in a sling. And move them around. I, you know, I used to go to so many different daycares. But, you know, this is another way that your children are losing bonds with the parents. Um, then she talked about if you're born out of wedlock, you know, you, you fathers have to um, claim. There's three things you have to do to make sure that child is yours or they don't have heirship from you at all. 
Now, we're going to talk about, I don't know how many of my listeners on here, how many of you downloaded, um, uh, what is that, the magic of the seal? I did. Pretty good book, huh? Yeah, so far. Yeah, um, you know, someone was telling me, uh, Contessa, she said that if you get it from archives.org, the book, it'll read uh-huh. it to you. Really? Yeah, so if you guys want the book, Contessa put the link to where you can get it from the archive.org, and it'll it'll read the book for you if you don't have time, like if you're doing something or have work to do. The book will be read to you. Cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool because a lot of people don't have time to sit there with their eyes on the book, and that um these audio books are pretty good. Um, what what I was reading in the um the book was the fact that um you know early on in the 1800s it was stating that um and we're going to talk about the trademark in a minute too. I'm just waiting for my guest to come on. I'm waiting for Trial to come on. She's going to talk about the trademark. <clears throat> uh, you know, people, you know that I told you that when we cross over, we're not looking for a crossover like the normal crossover, okay? I told you it had to be unincorporated. And I'm going to stick to my guns on that. I know people are trying to imitate what I'm doing here. Well, you you know what? If they're telling you about getting a trademark, um, we're going to talk more about the trademark, but the reason why it's more than just a trademark was um, we came to a discovery where we were reading a biblical passage and it matched, the actual verse matched the trademark number, that uh, the service mark that we were getting on the trademark company. So I was like, this has got to be more than just a coincidence. This has to be that something has directed us to pick the right numbers. And um, even though they're helping us to do it, you know, help us pick out the numbers, but they match. They're in correlation with actual biblical passages. So... um, we were talking today, too. I was talking to the lady about how the bank asked me for a decree. And she said to me, this is from the Department of Health. She said, that's hogwash. She said, that's your birth certificate. And she said, if you provided us the proper information to get that birth certificate, it's yours. She goes, why are they saying it's not yours? And I said, look, they said my father has to will it to me or it has to be decreed to me. He said, well, that that would only be in relation, again, to abandonment of property. So she's saying, just have it reassigned to you. She said, if your father's alive, tell him to will it to you. She says, but I'm going to tell you something really important that a lot of people are just not doing today, and they're not doing a last will and testament, and they're not passing anything on to their children. She says, you know, in last will and testament, you can will your stuff off to whoever you want to. She said, people don't even write them. She says, they die and they give everything to the state. I'm like, really? She goes, including those birth certificates. I was like, wow. So, people, you got to protect those birth certificates. Um, we were talking about um, 
the corporation. <clears throat> corpus means the body. And um, I'm going to read something to you from the Indiana. This is uh, Indiana Code Title 29, Probate Indiana Code Section 29-1-2-7. It says, for the purpose of inheritance on the maternal side, two and through and from a child born out of wedlock. The child shall be treated as if the child's mother were married to the child's father at the time of the child's birth, so that the child and the child's issue shall inherit from the child's mother and from the child's maternal kindred, both descendants and collateral, in all degrees, and they may inherit from the child. The child shall also be treated as if the child's mother were married to the child's father at the time of the child's birth for the purpose of determining homestead rights and making a family allowances. Okay, so when you're born, it could, even though you're born out of wedlock, you're still going to treat it as if you did have, a, you know, your mom was married to your dad. For the purpose of inheritance on the paternal side, to and through and from a child born out of wedlock, the child shall be treated as if the child's father were married to the child's mother at the time of the child's birth. If one of the following requirements is met, you see, the father has to meet a requirement, okay? The paternity of a child who is at least 20 years of age when the father died has been established by law in a cause of action that is filed during the father's lifetime. So if paternity is established, the father, you, you will be able to get, see what it says here? Homestead rights and um, the making of family allowances. The paternity of a child who was less than 20 years of age when the father died has been established by law in cause of action that is filed during the father's lifetime or within five months after the father's death. The paternity of a child born after the father died has been established by law in a cause of action that is filed 11 months after the father, within 11 months after the father's death. So you have to claim that that's your father if your father died. You got 11 months. I guess mom would have to go in and do this. The putative father marries the mother of the child and acknowledges the child to be his own. The putative father executes a paternity affidavit as set forth in IC 16-37-2-2.1. The testimony of the, now here, this is important, okay? The testimony of the mother may be received in evidence to establish such paternity and acknowledgement, but no judgment shall be made upon the evidence of the mother alone. So just because she says, now a lot of you people you have problems where the mom claims that you're the father. But if you're in Indiana, because I pulled this up, you need to look this up for any state where you're being attacked for child support. It says her testimony alone shall not be construed as evidence that you're the father. The evidence of the mother must be supported by corroborative evidence or circumstances. Okay? There has to be, mom saying you're the dad alone isn't going to cut it. So, you know, if you pull up these laws, you might see that you men might have a break because a lot of people would just say you're the father because they're getting a welfare check and they don't know who to pin it on. 
If paternity is established as described in this section, the child shall be treated as if the child's father were married to the child's mother at the time of the child's birth, so that the child and the child's issue shall inherit from the child's father and from the child's paternal kindred, both descendants and collateral, in all degrees, and they may inherit from the child. The child shall also be treated as if the child's father were married to the child's mother at the time of the child's birth for the purpose of determining homestead rights and the making of family allowances. Now, I'm going to go into, because I just found this today, I want to go look up what is the homestead right. Now, um, I'm thinking it's the nativity, but we're going to, we'll see. Uh, Southern has in his state where it says um, that it'll automatically carry the mother's name and it's going to, you know, every state has their own rules. So you got to look up, um, this is this probate. Uh, Wait a minute here. Uh, I'm going to give you the link to this one for those born in Indiana. But um, Southern has the ones for, I think, Florida. Uh, Let's see here. And these are important because um, what this lady was telling me was that that the bank, she says, I would go find another bank because she said that's hogwash. She said, listen, she goes, I'm believing that in your your case, and this would be the case here, my father did meet that criteria. She said, I believe your records were sealed because the state has no control over you if someone claims you. She said, we have to seal your records. We cannot hold your original case. Um, she says, I'm going to read your decree, but I bet it, she said, I bet everything was decreed to your father. And I said, I think it is. And she said, that's why we can't hold your original birth records. But she said, your dad has to will things to you, but he must not know that. And I go, he, I don't think he does. So she said, that would be the only reason why I would believe, and plus your name was changed, but she said, do not change your name. She told me, amend that birth certificate record and claim, you know, claim, you know, your your father and file it and record it in the county of your birth. She said, say that that's your father, put that case number so that they'll know that you're alive and well and that you're um, the daughter of of him. She said, uh, many people, she said, remain as wards of the state because their fathers never claim them and they just go on and they go through the mom and they go through the mom's benefits and they get the welfare. She said food stamps and the Medicaid. She said all that costs lots of money. So she says where the people think that they are being, you know, not taken care of, she was like, we give them college grants. She says we give you minority grants. She says we have to pay your medical bills if no one comes in to step up as the father and you don't have insurance. She says we have to pay all the hospital bills. She says, we don't pay the same as your father would be charged or a family. We get discounts, but we still have to pay no matter what. She says, we take care of the children. We make sure they have dental, glasses, vision. She says, we have to educate them. She says, but the difference is if you have a father, your father can put you in private school or public school. She says, you have lots of choices when you have a father, but when you don't have a father, she said, these moms don't realize that the state then becomes responsible for their survival. 
So, you know, she was telling me all the different reasons, and she was on my side, by the way, and she's just telling me how the state operates and why, you know, people think that they're doing something wrong, but she says, you know, we have a lot of dads out there that they just don't step up to the plate, and they never will. She's, and you know what else she was talking about? Something really important. She said, people change their names all the time. Do they record it with us? No. And they're not, for the most part, she says, a lot of people change their names and they have the proper amount of witnesses and then they get it sealed by the notary and we can't do anything about that then. So many men escape support of their children or women. They change their names and their identity. And um, she says, we can't track them. And she says, we don't have the manpower to do it either. So many people do not support their children, and we have to take care of them. The state ends up taking care of them as wards of the state. So, you know, we were getting into why do you call us wards of the state, and then she was just saying, um, you know, why that is, because if they weren't wards of the state, then you couldn't get welfare or food stamps, or um, you couldn't get a college education for free. Um, you know, through grants for the first uh, two years of college or four years. She said, all of these things, they add up. She says, but we're not trying to steal the estates. She said, the problem is that your fathers, they never, she said, think about this. If they don't step up to the plate, see, your father, he can will you that birth certificate. She says, and I would go to him and say, Dad, will me that birth certificate. It was given to you by decree. She said, many dads don't even know that. They don't care to learn that. They don't ask any questions. So just the state just continues doing what they're doing. Another thing is um, uh, about the birth certificate was she said, you know, you can go in and get the decree and have and become the executor over it. And she says, we can't stop you. She says, nobody even claims, you know, um, their rights over it. They just don't even use the birth certificate. They use other, she says, they use all kinds of ID except for it. And, um, you know, she was getting into a lot of things that we abandoned. She said, and it all goes back to abandoned property. She goes, then we talked about DBA. She said, well, you know, you can get it through DBA because you know that this is how she said it. The scientist follows you where you go. I go, yeah, but they said we were doing a fictitious name. She said, depends on how you fill out that paper. I go, well, I tried to tell people to use their birth certificate number and stuff, and the county, sometimes they don't want to accept it. She says, they're not supposed to tell you how to fill out that paper. You're supposed to fill it out the way you deem fit, she says, and um, I can't tell you how to fill it out, but she says, you know what a situs is, so she said you need to be letting people know where you're located at because she said, again, that's your birth certificate, and that's your account, and when you claim it, it's yours. She said, until then, it's abandoned property, and I told her about the $10 excise tax fee. She knew all about that, too, and she said, I concur. Yes, you do file that in there, she said. So when you go back to claim that birth certificate, she said, you just attach, you know, the $10 in there and tell them what it's for. So you got to park that birth certificate 
you know, you're not really parking a birth certificate. You got to do like a declaration of your existence, and um, you have to claim that certificate number and tell them that's for your use. You know, and and it's all about them stealing that certificate from you, and everybody's just writing up bonds with it. And um, another thing is. uh, now we we can talk about um, you know you're you're doing the trademark and we're talking about you're not doing like a trademark as a business. Hold on, hold on one second. Okay, so I'm sorry about that, people. Um, Now, the trademark. Now, you're not trying to get a trademark, people. I mean, you can now. You can. But we're not trying to trademark um, as a trade. That's different. That's for your business when you're selling products and you want to put your name on things, um, when you're creating objects, right? But then... I was thinking, I don't know if Gonzo's on here. Are you on here, Gonzo? I don't know if he's on here. I had told him to be on. But um, we were looking at trademarks all week, and um, one thing is the trademark is going to be a service mark, okay? You know, the Bible says, you know, Jesus said in um, Mark ten forty-five, okay, that when you get a when you um he Jesus said I did not come here to be served right but he came here to be of service right right yep number forty five of the trademark is a service mark to be of service and to receive services from others. That was a big coincidence that we found the service mark to be um, the same as what's on Mark 1045. But then, Uh (laughs) um, I was going to read this quick, and I'll let you take over here, Jane. Hold on one second. I was reading it from the book, The the Magic Seal. Um, You know, in order for you to do a revocation, let's see. Uh, okay. The facts in the Bernard case are even stronger in showing to what extent a court of equity has gone in disregarding a fundamental rule of sealed instruments. Okay. Number one, one thing I was trying we talked about was what we've learned is that you cannot get into a court of equity until you own your name wholly. Okay, W-H-O-L-L-Y. You must own your name wholly. How do you own your name wholly? I'm going to tell you right now. 
you got to get a decree by that court, or you go into probate. You know, now you're knowing. The lower the court, the more powerful it is, and the more you will get what you need from that court locally, or you know, in in the birth county. Depends. If the local court where you're at can't do it, they'll tell you. They'll say you have to go to your birth county wherever the um, certificate was created. Or you declare yourself alive and make a high claim for that birth certificate number. Say that you're the living owner of that certificate. Number two, you have to, um, that was a, that's the first type of decree. By your father, signed by a quorum of his peers in front of a notary. It has to be, you know, three witnesses and your dad willing it to you, the birth certificate. Make sure he puts the date, the name, the certificate number, the date it was created, uh, the date of birth, and the date of creation, the date it was registered. The second thing, because as you see, I just read to you the law of Indiana. It's telling you your father has to claim you. So you can have rights of both mother and father. The second thing is um, the DBA, okay? You got to register yourself as an adult, as the owner. And even if you're not an adult, you got to grab that for your children too. DBA uh, or assumed name certificate or fictitious name. And they're going to say, oh, it's not related to that. It's not related. Well, you know what? According to this lady from the health department, she said it is related to that. That's what the situs is all about is your location. So she's saying make sure you look at those applications carefully when you're making those claims because that is your account. They're trying to divert you away from it because they want to claim out of your account. And third, when you get the um, service mark. You're locking them out of your account again because, see, once you claim the name, uh, forwards and backwards, upper, lowercase, and here's another thing she told me. Your proper name is your name. She said forwards and backwards. She said we give you that capital name. She said that's for you. That's your person. She said, you're not the person. She said, that is your person so you can do business. That is the transmitting utility. She said, so, they, they, um, but I was telling her how they tried to wipe out my last name, but that's what she wants to see because then she said, I'm going to tell you how to amend that birth certificate. If you find any shady cases, but if you have a certificate of birth, she's saying, let me see your paper and I'll tell you what it means, but I don't want to tell her that I'm, I'm doing this little show here to tell everybody else, but basically we we want to correct something on there, she said, before we proceed. So then um, you'll know that when you do the service mark, it, it, it's gonna, it tells you um, what it's for, and Trial's going to come on and talk to you about that. That will throw you automatically into equity, okay? Now the magic of the seal tells you the book, I mean, if you downloaded it, that the seal is for deeds and conveyances and revocations. It says for release, deeds, and conveyances. Let me, let me go back to that page. But let me go back here. It says, um, the facts in the Bernard case are even stronger in showing to what extent of a court of equity 
has gone in disregarding a fundamental rule of field instruments. A deed of trust, property properly sealed, executed and delivered, was thought to be revoked by an unsealed instrument. Judge O'Brien, in the opinion, said, it is urged that the instrument of revocation is inoperative to an analogy, as it was not under seal and was not delivered upon the principle that a deed can only be modified or revoked by an instrument of equal solemnity. Solemn, solemnity. The signature to the paper is followed by the letters L dot S in brackets. She evidently intended to seal the instrument, and where that intention is manifest upon the paper itself, a court of equity will assume that it is sealed or grant the same relief as though a common law seal were attached. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you keep reading down, and it will talk about more of the seal, like, the instrument, however, continues, Judge O'Brien, which transferred the bonds to the trustees and the beneficiary. Though under seal was a mere assignment of personal property and would have been precisely as effectual as if no seal had been affixed. The seal, therefore, added nothing to the solemnity, force, or effect of, this, of the um, instrument, and if a provision for future revocation was intended to be inserted, so as to make it revocable, in fact, that result could have been accomplished by any instrument in writing signed by the party authorized to revoke. Now, you need to read because in here it talks about where the authority to revoke exists can a power to convey a freehold granted by an instrument under seal be revoked by an unsealed writing now that the seal is no longer necessary to a Hold on here. Deed and fee. In Farrington versus Brady, it was decided that an ex executory contract under seal cannot be modified or released before breach by an unexecutive parole agreement, but that a written contract not under seal may be. Okay? Remember they were talking about all commercial law is contractual? Do you guys remember yep. that? Yep. Guess what, people? If it's not under seal, it's revocable and rebuttable. <laughs> Hold on here. I wanted to see some I wanted to read something here. Hold on. Um Hold on. Equity did not always give to the seal the same importance as the common law, and where by the latter a seal was necessary to give validity to the instrument, the former would sometimes give its aid to relieve from the effects of a failure to seal. Okay. Uh, what was it? Um, there was something I wanted to see. It says, a mortgage, on the other hand, has been held to be an ex executory instrument within the meaning of this section so that the presumption of a consideration arising from the seal may be rebutted and the instrument declared void for want of consideration. This distinction between the effect of the seal as to consideration upon ex executory and executed instruments is not always appreciated. 
Um, there was something in there I wanted to read. Hold on. Uh, okay. Okay. At present day, its use is not required to give validity to instruments unless it be the case of a release or a bond, okay? As to the latter, the failure to use a seal would not render the bond void, but would reduce it to a simple contract as will later appear. So if you don't have a seal, right, it, you can't, the bond and, um, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, the bond and, what was the other one I said? Oh, a release or bond is not valid without a seal. You have to have it sealed. And it's telling you in this book that certain documents still require a seal for them to be valid. Um, the book is really good for you to know because, look, without you knowing these things, it's saying there that the people began using the pen, but as far as they're concerned, everything scribbled off in, in a pen is revocable, rebuttable, and even nullable. And they can fail you to recognize or even notice it if they want to because it's not a sealed document. So basically what you're saying is just about every mortgage is null and void. I mean, we yes, are no saying too. It even says that any document now they're and you look at page 1 it says the private seal. And then it says not the ones for corporations. They're talking about you and I people. We're the private. Right. That's why they call it a private seal. When I was talking to uh, Trademark, we were talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about, well, what do you want us to do? You know, do you want us to trademark our thumbprint or whatever? She goes, what is it that you use to execute an instrument? And I said, well, we sign off on them. She goes, wouldn't you want to trademark your signature? No. Because it's unique to you so that no one can continue uh, you know, executing that signature over and over. And then you know what else I was thinking? <laughs> okay. Trademark. The trademark is for goods and services and products, right? Yeah. But then I was thinking about what that lady, remember the Princess Charlotte? And it said job description, it said creator of heirs. That is the product that she's creating in her job description. I think you lost me on that. I'm not sure what you're referencing. Okay. But a product. You know how you can trademark a product, right? Well, yeah, I get that, but I don't know what the shortest person is. If you were going to trademark your name, right? Yeah. And it says. Well, what do you produce or what do you create as a good or a service, right, that you want to trademark your name, right? Yeah. You're a creator of theirs. Well, that makes sense. That would be the product, right? Remember I wrote yeah. a paper for the court? That is our byproduct. Yep. By product. That product is by who? By you. By me. Yep. That's why you trademark your name. 
I create unique byproducts. Wow. What what do the products look like? Well, each one has its own unique identity and unique feature, color of hair. You know, I can tell you all kinds of things about it. They carry my DNA. We got to think the way they think. Yeah, that's the trick, learning how to think like they do. You have to unlearn everything you've been taught and relearn how to speak and, you know, comprehend their language. Right. Well, Gonzo, he was reading to me the service marks, right? And he yeah. found, um, I got to find out what number it was, but he found it where it said to be used for deeds and conveyances. The signature. Right. And I'm like, that's what that book says. No deed or conveyance should be valid unless it's sealed. It's rebuttable if it's not. Wow. What are these notaries doing? They seal everything for them, right? Do you notice they don't make you sign it? They just seal it? The warranty deed? Yeah. Many contracts are not even signed, okay? Like, you know the unilateral contract for the mortgages, right? Yeah. It has the corporation's name on it, people, but you know who notarizes the document? The notary. All you do is put your signature on it and you give it to them. Uh-huh. All they need is your signature. When it's not registered to you, or you don't have a trademark or service mark, right? Guess what? They get to cash it in. That's right. You know why you're like not you getting paid a, that money? Because it doesn't you you have a blank check. to you. Yep, you just handed them a blank check. Mm-hmm. And I hope the people are getting this. <laughs> I spend all well, there's a ton of them on the call. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, like people, we're going to get more into this trademark thing, but um, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have been able to accomplish your goal of getting um, of getting uh, your, uh, what do you call that, your DBA printed to be filled out. And if you want, we, next week we can work on DBAs on the call. You heard me. DBAs yeah. on the call. We're going to work strictly on the DBAs so that way um, the next thing you should be looking for is the trademark. The trademark or the service mark? Well, I think the application, is it called a trademark application? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's called trademark, and then inside the application it says, do you want a trademark or is this going to be a service mark? Oh, so it's one application for either or. Yeah, you check them off what you're going to do. Like, what are you going to – it'll tell you what do you want a trademark or what do you want a service mark. Right. (laughs) But you um, were saying that that, that the name should be the service mark because, I mean, you're not – 
I don't I don't recall. Yeah, because, because well, when different. you want to trademark something, you can trademark it, but if you're going to trade it, um, we'll work on the trademark part later because um, they have a whole bunch of numbers for each one, like for the service mark, right? Yeah. The service mark it says these and conveyances and stuff like that. Stuff that this book is telling you that your papers have no validity unless you have a seal on it. Right. A private seal. And and how do you do that? You you go and you make your signature and then when you get it registered, you put a car next to it and um that becomes like a final judgment. Of, and then you got to be really careful, too, after that, because it's got a lot of pitfalls that, you, you know, I, I recommend you all download that book and read it because um, once you have a seal, you're, you're really, you're writing orders and things like that, and you definitely don't want to seal the wrong thing and give everything away. But um, hold on here. Uh, hold on, let me put this on the wall here. Let me put that on there. Okay. So, um, you want to unincorporate yourself because you don't want to be a part of the corporation, and and then you get your private seal, get a trademark. So now they really can't use your name, and I recommend that you get your state trademark name. If you can't afford the federal, get the state trademark name. And then later, if, when you can afford it, because it takes longer to approve the federal trademark, then you move in to do the federal. And we've got to look over that one carefully, too. I haven't gone over that one yet. We're starting to look at all the state ones right now and going over them carefully to make sure we get all the marks that we want on there. I just, you know, we were reading the other day, and we saw that there was deeds and conveyances. And I was like, hey, it's in that book. It says you have to have a seal for deeds and conveyances. And then the other one that says there to revoke a contract, um, to release yourself from a contract, it has to be a seal on it. To do a conveyance, um, you know, like to make the deal sealed, it has to have a seal on it. So... What they're doing is making you put your signature. Now, look at how they're doing this, and you guys will start recognizing this pattern. They make you use your signature knowing that the judges don't, don't accept that. And they're stealing your documents, like the state's notaries doing it, or the um, title company stealing it, or the attorney is stealing it. And um, you're not, you're just putting your, your signature, you're giving your signature away and you don't have, you don't own it. So you don't get nothing back from it until like, unless you go through IRS and bring a bunch of receipts in, but you're not getting any consideration for it. Right. Okay. Does anybody have any questions? Okay, Southern, do you have anything you wanted to add to this, or Jane? No, I'm good. Uh, I think you pretty much covered it. Did I? I mean, gosh, I've been reading my eyes until I was blind. (laughs) God, I I, I love you people so much. I'm just trying to help you guys get over to the other side and 
and and calling people and listen that state the secretary of state he was upset with me today. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you know, we're not responsible for those things that the hospital does. And I said, well, did you give him a license to be in business? No. You know who did? Listen, they're like little kids. He goes, that was the Department of Health. That, they get their license from the Department of Health. I said, okay, give me their number. What was that for? The Department of Health was on my side. I want to say something. Go ahead. You'll have to say everything all over again because I, I just got on the call. Well, you're too late. <laughs> <laughs> now, you right. guys can get the seal. Now, listen, you know, you can get your seal before you do your trademark, too, because all you have to do is take the seal, and once you do your, your signature seal and you put, like, a, a TM or or an R on it, um, you can then press it onto the application because it, it gives you a three-by-three-inch box, and it can't go over that. And you can just um, seal, put the seal on the box inside that box as long as it fits in there, and that's what will be sealed. You're talking about like an embosser? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or you know how the notary has a seal? Right. That's that's an embosser. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have one. So you guys can, yeah, you guys can do that. You can get it and then just press it onto the document. Or, you know, if you have this, your signature is just about the same, then you can just um, press that onto your document. And it's going to ask when you began using it and all this other stuff. Make sure that you put, you started using your signature when you were about seven. Whenever you started writing in cursive is when you began using it. Don't start yeah. putting like, oh, I started using it yesterday, people. We're trying to reclaim everything, A, B, and E, show, right? Yep. So you need to put down when you really started writing in cursive. So what exactly do we want on our seal? Just our signature? Yeah, well, we can, you can put, listen, I was talking to them. She said you can do a double, like she said you can put your, um, she was telling me that you can put the name, right? Yeah. And you can do a line and then put your signature right below it, right? And that way every time, you know, I, I was telling her, I go, well, why don't we just put our name in all capital letters? And then do a line, and then right below it, we put our signature. That way, if somebody tries to fraudulate our documents here, I'll be able to say, uh-uh, that's not mine because, you know what, my seal has the all-capital name with the line, and then my signature is below it. Somebody put my signature on here. You know how the robo-forms, um, they, they copy your signature? Yeah. Well, I was telling her about the robo-forms. And I was telling her, you know, they copy your signature and create new documents and stuff. So I was telling her maybe we should um, put our name in the all capital letters that we're going to use and then put a line and then below it put our signature so that when some, whenever we seal a document, we, we can put a unique feature on it. Like our thumbprint? Uh, well, they can we make it make about that. that. 
Basically, what you're doing, I mean, if you want to have an embosser made, you can go to, um, oh, bugger, what's it called? It's an online company that makes uh, business cards and all kinds of, yeah, Vistaprint. Go to Vistaprint. That's where I got mine. And, you know, usually they're running a sale. I think I paid 25 for mine, and I designed it myself. And they'll have it to you in a couple, three weeks. Sale ends tonight, 33% off. I just there you go. Do yesterday. There you go. And if you're going to use a certain color, like purple or royal blue, right, um, ask them first, because I thought I saw something in there where you can use unique features such as a color or something, you know, to make it unique. Um, there's a lot of things. And you know what? They are really very helpful at the um, trademark company. You can ask them all kinds of questions. I was just playing around with her. I said, I'm going to put my toe print on there. She says, well, I've never really seen anybody do it, but she says, I think, I don't, she says, I've never seen a law that says you can't do that. That's what she told me. I thought I put my toe print on there. <laughs> Gary said he was doing that. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yeah, she was saying no. That she, this, I said, is the law? Is it against the law to use a toe print? She says I've never seen a law against it. She goes, so you uh, might be able to put your toe print on there. Let me let me huh? throw something. Let me throw something out here. Um, I talked to somebody today about this who has done uh, a bunch of these things, and I didn't get a chance to talk to to you, she wolf, before the show. Mm-hmm. But she helped me with mine, and basically what she told me to, uh, me to do was to get the embosser all right, and have a stamp made of your signature. Yeah, okay? a stamp. That's what I was saying. You, and you can stamp that paper, but remember, people, this lady was really, when we were talking to them, she was really adamant. She kept saying, you really need to trademark that signature. Well, when you when you do when you do your your thing, okay, your uh, your service your service mark, okay, you can actually put, and that's what I did today. Uh, my signature as a uh, as a mark, uh, not a the, the the upper case name, okay, would be like the would be like a service name. And then I uh, put my signature, okay, as the actual, as like a, a brand mark, so to speak. All right, it's it's on my document. And I was said, you can do this, and she said, I hope so. I've been doing it for about twenty five years. <laughs> well, that would be a yes then. <laughs> No, these people, I'm telling you, I have never met a bunch of more helpful people. Well, it's about um, time. Yeah, you want to know who's not helpful? I'll tell you who's not helpful. The county. You know why? Because they know that once you start doing this, you're locking them out. And they're really terrified of that. So, um, uh, basically, I'm just telling people, you know what? Um, next week, we'll talk about the... Assume name certificates. You should already be 
Yeah, I know you guys are working on your authentications of your birth certificate and stuff. And, you know, I'm going to still say you need it because um, you might have to go to probate and stuff depending on what the circumstances are. But now I have two people, you know, like today this is from the Department of Health telling me what? They're saying that's not your birth certificate? Oh, really? And how did you get it in your possession? That is your birth certificate. When I told her I wanted to use it for collateral, she said, that is yours. Um, is, is Kyle going to talk tonight? Is she on? No, I'm waiting for her to come on. She should be on. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if she's on. There's big noise. Can you block some of them? Can you mute some of the guys that have big noise? Yeah. I'm looking. Hold on. Let me see if she's on. She'll be on soon. She'll be on soon. I told her. Hold on. Remember that you're trying to get it assigned to you. Um, <laughs> you know, these people have been playing a scam on us all along and trying to get people not to um, know about this stuff. And, you know, what I like about it is that the trademark company and the DBA people, when you do it with the state, they're really helpful. But when you do it through the local counties, they don't want to be helpful because they know now they can't just block you out of your own granting or your own accounts. That's why they do, it's called block grants. It's to block you from getting anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and the, and they try to pretend like they don't know what that birth certificate's about and your ownership of it. And they're trying to make it like taboo to have that birth certificate. You know what? I was telling that lady, you know what? I don't care what anybody said. That birth certificate's mine. And I told her I'm going to use it. And she said, that is yours to use. That is yours. You know, I told her about putting it in the bank. She goes, like I said before, that is your, she even knew, like, she knew what I was talking about when I told her, I'm putting that thing in the bank as my collateral. She goes, that is yours. She goes, again, I'm telling you, that's yours to use. Yeah, but you still have to have your uh, your second decree to do that, don't you? Your DBA is the second decree. Well, what she's saying is that, she, you know, um, she was saying that if they try to give us a hard time using it, right? Yeah. She said, you know, the most powerful court, she says, is the lower court. And then she said, you know, you go into probate. She goes, you're going to get it fixed one way or another. She said, if your dad's alive, tell him to go will that thing to you. 
You see, look what she calls it, that thing. She goes, go have him will that thing to you. Well, what do you do if all your parents are dead and your grandparents are dead? Then you go into the probate and get it and get it uh, decreed to you. Okay. Okay. Remember that if the dad or the parents aren't around, you get it decreed to you through the probate for your use. But first, make sure that you can't use it. A lot of you guys have rights and privileges. What do you mean? What do you mean? Make sure we hey, can't use. Hey, we might use. end up having a name war after that. You hear me? Because they've been trying to lock you out of your account, and um, now you guys are going to start getting in there. That's your account for your accounting, and I think people at the county level, they're the, you know they're going to have a heart attack. I, I just see them so negative. Trust me, like don't even bother with the sovereign citizen stuff. Do not bother arguing with that court. You should be focusing on everything that I've talked to you guys about in this redemption and equity. Um, do not waste your time. I mean, try to avoid the courts as much as possible um, if you can. You know what one police officer told me? Because he was my neighbor. Um, he said, you know what you do? He goes, just keep postponing and rescheduling your case. He goes, until you fix your circumstances, just keep postponing and rescheduling. Okay, Southern, go ahead. We're getting some feedback from somebody. Somebody. Yeah, somebody has a TV running. Southern. Hello. Yeah, you want to read something? Yeah, I got. I got. I'm meeting out. Okay. Well, you want to read it? Do what? You were reading something. Do you want to read it? No, I wasn't reading nothing. <laughs> I, you just said I'm going to read something to you. Oh. Uh, basically, what I put on mine was uh, logo is my signature, which contains my first, middle, and last name. And because I'm a junior, the suffix sub, junior in initial capital letters, all right, in purple, in purple, in the color purple. Okay. Now that's that's what uh, I put on mine for the logo. Okay. Okay. Let me see if um um is um trial on here yet? Hold on, let me see if she texts me. So she said around ten o'clock uh Eastern, so Okay, she's still it's, She's probably going to be on in a minute. I, she's probably on here, and, and she's not on the on the on the um. She's 
probably muted out because I see a Massachusetts on here. I don't, let me see. Hold on a minute. Massachusetts? No, it's not. This okay, is a man. Okay, it's not her then. I know she's in Massachusetts, I think. Yeah. But, um, I have a quick question. Okay. Um, you said that, that you should have them will it to you, and my call dropped for a minute and I had to dial back in. So what is it that they would be willing to you? Can you repeat that? Because I can barely hear you. Okay. Um, she's on. She's on speaker. Oh. Okay. And now I'm not on speaker anymore. So does that help? Okay. Now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, what my my call dropped and I had to dial back in. So you said that you should, if your father was alive, you should have him will it to you. And my question was, what is it? The birth certificate. Yeah, you want to get. You're going to tell him that he wills you your certificate of birth for your use, and he has to say the name on the birth certificate, the name, the state, where it came from, um, created at what hospital, the date of birth, and the date of registration, and the certificate number. Okay. You want him okay. to put all those identifying factors on there and and have it done with three witnesses I'm gonna and stop the notary. Um, because he's gone. And um, so the, the question would be, um, I, I have my certificate of life birth, and mine is, the last name is written in cursive. Does, mm-hmm. does anybody have, have any insight as to what that means? Is the, is, is, the the lower case? is the whole birth certificate handwritten, or is it or any part of it typed? It's yes. the The first and middle name are capitis minima, so mm-hmm. first first letter capitalized, and the rest is minimum. First name, middle name, and the last name on the uh, certificate of life birth from the state is in cursive. So it's a handwritten certificate. Oh, only, you know what you should only, do? Only Maybe my last need to, um, you know what you could do? Call the certificate, you know, um, where you got it from, Vital Statistics, right? Um, Department of Health. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell them that, you know, your birth certificate came that way, and why mm-hmm. is it written that way? They have to tell you, because um, when they're doing it in cursive, they could be trying to alter your last name or something. You never know what they're up to because I'm telling you, when I talked to that health department worker today, we got to talking in Spanish, and she was telling me all these little sneaky things that she just kept saying, you know, I thought it would be clerical errors, people typing too fast, but she says, when you're telling me that they are outright changing the name inside the minutes of a court case, she says, I need to see that because, see, that's a problem. Hmm. You know, what right. she's saying, she's not going to tell me what the problem is. She's just saying, I need to investigate that. And she says, if I see anything, I might be able to amend it for you, and I'm going to have to get with these people because um, she told me nobody has the right to change your name internally or externally without your parents' consent. Okay, so I should so call her you, you and find out, uh-huh. and find out what it is, mm-hmm. or if if I can amend it, 
Should well, I go right to that remedy sure, or just make no make sure and and tell them that you need a new one because for some reason somebody wrote the last name in in handwriting and cursive. Okay? Okay. You and listen, any abnormalities that you find on a certificate of live birth or birth certificate, mm-hmm. you need to investigate it right away because these people are manipulating everything for their benefit so that you don't have access um, as heirs to your estate because um, uh, that's what they're. That's how they're getting away. You like yeah. they didn't even tell you you're supposed to claim who you are. They didn't yeah. even tell you you're supposed to do a um, uh, go to probate and let them know that you're an adult now and that that is going to be you know to you. And here's a bank saying, okay, your father needs to will that to you. Here's the Department of Health. Tell your father to will those certificates to you. Hmm. I mean, like, come on now. Why would you be telling us this? You know, I told her, though. You know, that's deception. You know, they're not even telling the people that when you walk out of the hospital, those aren't your children. Right. They omitted a box where where it was checked on my original certificate from the city of Trenton, New Jersey. From the city, they had it checked legitimate. And that entire section, those five boxes in that section, was uh, omitted from the state copy. And she said I needed a court order to get it on the state copy. Is it on your certificate of live birth? Certificate of live birth from the city of Trenton, yeah. New Jersey. But when I mm-hmm. went to get the one with the state seal, the certificate, oh, okay, that is a birth certificate. When I went right. to get the certificate of live birth, from the state, they omitted those five boxes that said I was a uh, 40-week legitimate. Mm-hmm. The one of the boxes said had checked legitimate, and the other things that were missing were 40-week gestation, so full-term pregnancy, and the weight, birth weight. You know that's that's what I'm talking about, uh, Jane. How they just. Southern was Southern will tell you they erased some of the numbers off of his right Southern. Wow! But they said they, I need a court order to fix it. They they erased um, on my certificate of birth. I only got probably half of it for starters because you can see where it was cut off. Now the lady lied to me and said that that's all that fit into the, into the copier. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and uh, and then some and uh, some of the numbers up at the top were also uh, missing, but I figured out that the same numbers that were on the uh, certificate of live birth are also the same numbers on the birth certificate. Okay, so yeah. I know what the numbers are. Wow, these these people, these people, I'm telling you. These people are doing everything in their power to keep us out of these accounts and finding out about this stuff. I mean everything in their power. Oh, yeah. Uh And not only that, but I was reading one of my old notes that I had posted on my wall where under the copyright laws it says that the United States government in no way, shape, or form shall um, copyright the laws that they are free for everyone's use. 
And here's the weird part is that it says the United States government. But um, when they talk about the state side of the government, they talk about they're allowed to copyright them and everything and that we cannot use them, okay, for our use. And that's why I noticed that the states at the local level, they don't want to comply because that's how they're getting all their grants. Oh. You see, that's what I noticed, that the federal government is the one who gives the states those grants, right? right. And the states copyright the laws. And it says we can't use them. Um, and I'm like, no wonder, because they're taking all the block grants and all the grants from our names, and they don't tell you that you have that name is not yours and that when you're crossing states that um, you need a new every, – everywhere you go, you have to lay your papers, meaning that if you move to a new county or a new area, you have to lay down a DBA if you don't do a state um, – you have to find out. You guys have to ask questions on, well, if I record this here, is it is it going to be seen in all the counties of that state? That's one thing. Um, so like in uh, Florida, you get one DBA, and it says you can pick one county, several counties, or multiple counties. And if you put multiple, it covers every county of the state of Florida. But oh. you have to still, yeah, you can. you have to tell the county like wherever you where you're at, you just take the paper in and you let them know that that's your name. And it's really important because they're not going to tell you because then they don't, they they lose money from you because now you have that name and it belongs to you. They can't tax you. They can't chase you around. They can't do anything because even everything you do afterwards, you have to do it under the DBA. You're, if you're going to get a license under the DBA. And that DBA is different from a, 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 a assumed name or fictitious name. That's different from you doing a corporation. It's not the same. I've talked to the Secretary of State about that, and they're saying that's apples and oranges. That name, when you do it, when you're registering it for county and local business use, that means that it belongs to you and no one else can use it, meaning people can't just go in and say, uh, hey, sign my paper here, uh, you're going to now pay me a, a bill, a tax or whatever, because uh, you know how they're, what they're doing is stealing your signature, and they're stealing the documents and getting paid. That's right. They're getting the money that you should be getting. Right. Right. Well, how does that work with a mortgage? You should be, like, they should be paying you per month, or what? I mean, how does that work? It's supposed to go to you, but you sign it. You sign it away. That's why you, when you, if you read that book that I put the link on there, or you, if you can get it in Audible under archives, um, I'll get the link um, from Contessa, where you can listen to it. It tells you that if the documents are not properly sealed, that the mortgage can be rebuttable for want of consideration. That means. They took your signature, you gave them a note, and they gave you nothing in return. What did right. they do, people? They cashed that mortgage in and kept everything for themselves. Yep. Wow. And then on top of that, they send you a bill every month, so they're they're tapping you twice. Yeah, and let me tell well, let me see. Are you on here, Trail?
Doesn't look like it. Hold on for a minute, you guys. You guys talk. You guys can talk. Let me go see where she's at. <laughs> yeah, when you go to that closing and you sign all those papers, you're basically uh, signing off on the mortgage because everything that you do or buy is prepaid. Okay, so when you sign off on those papers. Um, the one thing that you're supposed to do, from what I understand, is you're supposed to endorse the back. You don't want to sign the front because that's the debt side, that's the public side, but the private side is the back side. So you sign off on the back and then... Um, of the note? What? I'm sorry? On the back of the note? Yeah, you sign the back of the note and you're endorsing it to where they can go and get the money from your account, but that's all they can do. They can't, that you, you'll never get a payment coupon book from them. Hmm. But see, most people don't know that. They think that they're actually borrowing money from the bank and nothing could be further from the truth. Right. They're just printing money in your name. Right. Right. She's not on yet because remember she's dealing with the kids, but yeah. Um, I guess I can, I'll tell you, but anyway, she already did the trademark and she got it within 24 hours. Really? And I just, yeah, she got it in 24 hours. I made it, it was called Race to the Finish. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. And, um, basically she even trademarked her husband's name. Awesome. And the attorney <laughs> wrote her husband a letter and said he's no longer his attorney. What? Like, how about the same day she brought his trademark name and DBA in, the same day that clerk called that attorney and he took his name off his... Now, you notice this, see? When you give away your signature, right? Yeah. They are using it over and over. Well, that clerk must have called that attorney because she said the letter was dated the same day that um, she brought in his uh, trademark and DBA. Um, saying that, yeah, he says, I no longer represent you. Yeah, because he can't tap, think... him, tap him for money anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what she, can I ask a question? I told her now, go take that sucker over there to the county where he's located. That's and right. Throw him out of jail. <laughs> Can I ask, ask a question? Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. Um, I have done. I, I have read the the, uh, the trademark thing, mm-hmm. but it looks like you uh, what the lady did. Uh, who did that recently? It looks like she did it a little bit different than what I'm hearing from. Is it possible we can get a sample or just delete all the information and leave oh, you the mean rest? like what you were talking about the service mark? Yeah, the service mark. Right, it's a service mark because it's not the same thing because you're not doing a corporation. You're doing a service like it's a biblical service. It's under um do under others as you want done unto you. Uh, let me pull it up. Let me read it to you. I'll tell you what it says. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know what we could do is we could pull up one of those forms and fill it out like it's supposed to be filled out and then post it on the, uh, the group page so people could see. Hey, Wolf. I guess you muted out. I'm here. I'm looking up that page. Oh, okay. What was it? Do you have it, Jane? Do I have what? The application? No, and I don't have access to it right now because I'm in Florida. All right. Hold on one second. Let me look for it. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, if I was at home, I could throw mine up there, and then y'all could see how it was done. But I'm not home, so. Are you on here, Massachusetts? Yes, I am. And I'm oh, on not you. Too. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm looking, hey, I'm looking for a woman. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in Massachusetts too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's going to be on tonight, girl. Hold on she one will. second. I'll find it. Uh, she will. Hello? Can you connect Wolf. her with me if I send you an email? What's that? Can you connect me with uh, the other lady from Massachusetts? We're probably close to each other. Uh, we can touch base with her and see if she's cool with it, yeah. I'll send you an email. Okay. Um are you in uh, the uh, Redemption and Equity group? I am. Okay. Uh, send me an email, and I'll get in touch with her and see if we can hook the two of you up. Okay. Uh, it's under, um, it was trademarked under number 45. It's marked number 45, like the Bible, number 45, and it says this. Description of the specific goods or services in connection with which the mark is used. Personal and social services rendered by others to meet the needs of individuals. Security services for the protection of property and individuals. Everybody get that? What was that? What was that? What uh, she will just read about That's the description. You got to write down what your um, connection is with that signature. You could say uh, in banking services. You guys got they have all kinds of rules that you can use to show why you're using that service mark, and they have a list. Well, on that list, it's for services with others. You're, you're doing a service to others. Um, 
for your person, and, and it says there for security, for individual security and for per, uh, property. You want to secure your properties. That's what that signature is for. But there was other ones that we found too, which was we found for de for executing deeds and conveyances. And I'm going to look in there. I'm going to go over them because I have another application that someone submitted already, and we're waiting for their reply. But they added um, deeds and conveyances and some other stuff. Now, um, I'm going to later on look into the trademarking because what these people, I, I, somebody was telling me that Loyola had said one time that he wanted to make it to where they would be able to trade our souls in commerce. Yeah, yeah. And that would mean that they were trading the soles of your feet in commerce. That's why people, if you don't do this, remember I told you about the reason why we call it redemption and equity? Is we're taking that away from them. We're redeeming your soul. S-O-U-L, not S-O-L-E. Yeah. All right, has anybody got any questions? Are we close to wrapping this up or what? Yeah, because if nobody has any questions, then we can um, wrap it up for the night because I, I'm going to just keep going forward slowly but surely um, <laughs> with this group because I know, um, you know, you need answers and we have to give it to you little bits and pieces at a time because this is the most critical part where. You could be misled. Um, remember, the county isn't your friend. You're their enemies. I'm telling you, trust me, you're an enemy of the state. So when okay. you try to go in there, they try to better than me. You mm -hmm. want to see a bunch of people clam up. Watch it when I walk up in that courtroom or that courthouse. Oh, my God. Yeah. They all like, go what stupid. is going on here? Yeah. But, um, Nobody knows nothing. Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's uh, ridiculous. And then they'll say, what is an unincorporated? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I swear, I've been getting this. I've never heard of unincorporated. What is that? Right. Yeah, because you know what? Nobody's ever walked into a... It's not that they don't know people. It's because they've never heard of it. It's there, but they've never heard of unincorporated. Southern will tell you that. never seen it. Did you know that when you do the assumed name certificate in Florida, they were saying that automatically you're unincorporated. When you do it, that um, the only way you'll be called a corporation is if you check off corporation or Inc. or LLC. Otherwise, you're unincorporated. Well, that's nice. Right, like it's automatic. And... and um, you know, uh, Southern validated that because, see, uh, basically, you can't carry, like, if you're a corporation, uh, the law says it has to say LLC in corporation. But for, the, for those of us using our name, 
it, yeah. it's not going to have it on there. Unincorporated does not use any um, uh, type of uh, identification afterwards. It's automatically unincorporated. Wow. So that's really important to know, too, that while they might not understand it, but looking at those boxes, people, people, make sure you try to find the application that says unincorporated. Otherwise, don't reach out to that sole proprietor and other stuff. Stop talking for a minute. I'll recommend that you guys download the application or whatever you can get your hands on for next week. That way, if you have any questions, you can bring it to the call. Okay. Somebody needs to shut down their computer. The only way to get trust I can barely hear you. You're breaking up. We got it. Somebody had to needed to mute out. Okay, hold on. Anybody else got any more questions? Yeah, hey, this is uh, Mary uh, Maryland. I'm I'm jumping in. Um, okay, if I'm understanding, we've got the four seals as far as the uh, state authentication and the federal. Um, in terms of the deed of acceptance, affidavit of life, that ideally is recorded at the county where the birth certificate was created. That's correct. Okay. Um, at that point, once those deeds are recorded, then it's go and get a doing business as. Or assume name certificate. Assume name certificate. Okay. Um, ideally, the recommendation is the doing business as state. If I'm hearing kind of the problems are the doing business has, has been at the county level. No, you, you're going to look for it in the county, and if yeah. they don't have it, they're going to send you to the state to get your assumed name certificate because um, some states have let the state take over the, that part of it. So, um, like, in, let's just say, example, Florida. You have to get it from the Secretary of State, and when you do that, make sure you check off multiple counties. Okay. Here's another thing, too. Make sure you know what the laws are, because if you're going to do a fictitious name, um, you you know, you got to let them know um, certain things, like you could just say, I'm using my full legal name, or you could, and, and um, see what they tell you, but... Um, you don't, you're not really trying to create a fictitious name because you already have a name. Right, but, but it's trying to get them, it in proper form. It's, if I'm understanding the all caps is the clearly fictitious to me. Uh, yeah, but right. it's going to be then the upper lower is operating that all caps. That's um, right. And, the, and the, make the, sure. The new show is completely state. in the private. Like They don't have anything on that. And that's how the trust common law, you know, with private is then, so you've got common law trust in terms of operating pass-through for bank to put everything in, then you've got your private trust evidence as far as that's what's mailed, sealed, and getting all the other RR numbers to then take everything and put your own numbers on it and start funding that trust and taking things away from them and, oh, no, you can't have it, that's this, that's mine, um, that's the diminution 
on the lowest level or the the most the the, the sacred level, I guess. You know, but like that's that's the complete private. But the upper lower and the all caps, that's got to get properly registered and then notices out of this is how the entity is doing business. Because yeah, it turns out the world, legally speaking, is flat. So how else can 3D interact with 2D? <laughs> so exactly, exactly. And then make sure that you know if the state is going to require that you do a legal announcement. Right, right. I did the, yeah, make sure. the notice in the paper of yeah. um, the name change to go from the all caps yeah. to the upper lower. Um, well, but it might be a separate first, one for first, the assumed name. But listen, make sure that you have to do that, okay? Like some of you don't have to get a name change. Hmm. Okay, some of you do, some of you don't. If they, if you go to probate and um, they tell you, well, that is your name and you take your certificate of live birth in there. See, some of us, we have to do a name change or an amendment because we don't have a birth certificate. And see, like in my case, I have a decree. But for some of you that have, um, you know, like say your name has been changed, you need to was, go into the yeah, courthouse. I was, was going to say I've got a decree. specific, yeah, I've got a specific really interesting traffic. I had put in a revocation of the person and had mm-hmm. the insurance uh, stamp, you know, as far as with the department and the insurance, because this is all insurance fraud. I mean, that's really all mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. And so I got the evidence that they received it. And then, of course, have a costumed, <laughs> I'm stopped at the uh, gas station trying to get gas. So they literally had to create a new name. And I said, it's okay. It's all a case of mistaken identity. I just want to go and correct the records. Well, I got thrown in and labeled dangerous. <laughs> so it's really fascinating to have the case as a, a no, no correct name. Um, so it's, it's a, a temporary labeled incompetent, and I totally concur with what that nice officer said. Yeah, you totally, you just get your uh, continuance to get overall competence to separate and show, um, to separate the fiction from. So, yeah, I definitely do need a decree on the name after Marilyn tried to co-op and literally create a whole new person to once again do business as for the licensing entity because I wanted to pull it all back over into the trust with the uh, duplicate title and transfers. But um, mm-hmm. that was that was no, a whole another time, mess like... with MVA when I went in for the um, yeah. hearing for the identity and I forgot to send it registered. And when I sent the notice and certified, darn it if that mail request didn't get in in time. When I was emailing the representative, hey, here's my request for a hearing. Yeah. So, I've had some real interesting stub toes with the county, needless to say. It's okay. I totally concur. Yeah, you really do need to know the laws on that. I just wanted to get clarity because the birth certificate for me was Pennsylvania, but Mm -hmm. the temporary residence now is Maryland, and so it's trying to work between the two. Even though way back history, (laughs) Lenny Lenape, it's kind of cool, this whole area, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's got a real fascinating pre-revolutionary history is all operating mm-hmm. in commerce through the yeah. Potomac uh, as all one big area. Um, right, but you don't want to, like I was saying before, you don't want to abandon the name, right? It's no. just that you need to separate yourself from it. That. And, Correct. Um, Correct. Right, I want to bind it. I want to bind right. it only to the... 
piece of paper fiction. It, uh, I think that Hillary Clinton gives us a really good nugget about how to operate arm's length as doing business as and become bulletproof. You know, it's, just, it's really ugly as far as how it's being operated, but yeah. I think that's a really good example of somebody who recognizes how to do arm's length doing business as a title. Yep. Yeah. And therefore, her physical ain't touchable. That's it. Immunity. Yeah. And as you yeah. notice, she's giving you evidence that she's bulletproof. You ain't Absolutely. taking her down. It's going to cost you more to take her down than anything. Absolutely. But I think, you know, it's like, it's funny. Everybody's all, you know, getting up their feathers in a bunch. And I'm going, just that what she's doing? That's what you want to do. <laughs> hey, that's, that's exactly what I said. You know what? Yeah. These people are trying to teach us. Something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and half of, I would be saying, like, half of these people here are angry. Oh, she's getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. How could she? Listen, people, you know why? You're mad, but you're not listening. That's right. She's trying not to under- <laughs> Yeah, turn it around. Stumbling box to stepping stones. Turn around. Get the anger detached from it and just watch what the one percenters do. Follow the royalty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I have a quick question. Hey, I want to say we are the one percent. Yeah. Amen. We will be. Yeah. We will be. Amen. Amen. When it comes yeah. to getting that book of life. Yeah. So so that was the last question. On the service mark versus trademark, you'd posted something. I love your synopsis of the seven steps. Boom. That was great. The service <laughs> mark stuff, is that in like an online, is that literally through a federal register? No, what I was telling people is if you have an emergency, remember when I was telling you guys do the DBA ASAP? Yes. yes. Okay. But when you do that service mark, guess what? Now nobody wants to do You have to go into pure equity once you get the service mark because now you wholly own the name now, okay? You already got it cleared through probate or decree, then you're going to go, you do your DBA, then you get the trademark. That's what that's called, holy owning your name. Now, holy, remember, holy is your name, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our Father who is in heaven, holy mm-hmm. is his name. That's what you're looking for. Holy is your name. When that happens, they throw you into equity. Okay. Um, I and, want to um, in here. In the, go ahead. In uh, for those of you out there who are doing this, if you read that document carefully, it talks about putting in three pieces of evidence, okay? You can put in three separate pieces of evidence or three of the same piece of evidence, all right? Now, as soon as I print mine out tomorrow, what we did today was we made up a flyer, all right? And like I said, the person that I was dealing with today has done multiple of these things. And uh, I, we made up a flyer. We're going to print it out tomorrow. As soon as I print it out, I'll turn around and sanitize it and get my name off there and put John Doe on there. And I will post it out there on, on uh, Redemption for Equity. Thank you. So you guys can find it. Okay? Cool. But uh, whatever you do, do not put in your birth certificate. Right? Do not put in uh, your fictitious name, Doc, or, or anything like that. Whatever you do, don't use those. Okay? 
Because guess what I found out? That becomes property of the state. Hello? Okay, Southern, when you register the name, doesn't that become property of the state? No, the name becomes your property. Right. Well, what, that's but if, oh, yeah, but if you give them documents, it becomes their property again. That's right. Mm-hmm. Remember that, people, I, I've been telling people that do not, like, say you get a decree from a judge or you get your father wills you something, right? You tell your father, hey, Dad, I need you to will this to me. I need three witnesses and you and a notary, right? Do not give that to them. Give them a certified copy of it because they will keep it. And they will do it all over again. They're going to say that you gave it to them. That's how they got the birth certificate under their control to begin with. They're thieves. And anything original belongs in your hands and certified copies of it goes into their hands. You never give them your original. And if they say, oh, we need to see the original, say, well, I will let you borrow it to make a copy. I'm going to stand right here until you get it back to me. I see in, um, in the courthouse where they try to say, oh, come tomorrow. We'll get it back to you. No, ma'am, I'll come back tomorrow. If I can't do it now, I'll come back tomorrow. Do not let them keep your documents. That's what they do when they give you a ticket. They keep the original and give you a copy. You hear that, people? You keep the original, and you know what? You be courteous, and you give them a copy or a notarized certified copy, and it says certified copy of the true original. Never give them your original. That's how they're – remember – you give them your signature, they'll steal it and cash in the money. You give them your original documents, they'll say, come tomorrow, say, no, thank you, I'll wait right here. And if they say, well, we can't do it until tomorrow, well, I'll be back tomorrow, or I'll bring you a certified copy, but I can't give you my original. That is yep. a no-no, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you ever had to go to court to defend yourself and you don't – Listen, remember how when people go to court and the mortgage companies try to say they lost the original? Here comes the judge. Well, we're going to pardon that. We're going to pardon that. Um, you know what the mortgage company does? They go to the courthouse. They record the original, and guess what? They get it back, and then they go sell it on the market. You get it? I heard they shredded them. They don't shred them. They go and they sell it. Oh, they sell it. Well, there's a whole other process of stripping the right to receive mm-hmm. payments and securitizing it and all this mm-hmm. uh, hypothecating. Oh, yeah, I you're, mean, right. They, you're right. I there's a they whole have to other it. mess with what they've done with it. You yeah. kind of look at it like a bicycle that you've abandoned, and then they pick it up and they sell rides on that, you know. And yeah. that's one of those where, yeah, you have to set up an, a, a whole system to say, hey, that's yeah. my bike and put in right. notice, and there is a recoupment process to then shut those accounts down. But that's right. why those service companies every time are giving new numbers because those are new created accounts. Right. What they do is when the they sell contract. it forward, like they, um, like I was telling someone, look, when you're becoming your own private bank, 
Yeah. And you're taking these steps, right? And you become your own DBA and trademark and stuff. You're going to order later on. If you guys read that book, it'll show you how to release those steps. Like, you got to give it your own invoice number. Just right. like when uh, a debt, you know, the collection agency, right? They're a collection agency. What are they doing? They're collecting your debt. Right. They took that bill from the courthouse. They're a collection agency. They buy debt. And then what do they do? They try to get more money from you. More. But they already paid the court for that debt. Now they're coming in saying, I'm going to charge you an extra $500 because you're late. You know, they'll make up all these stories and they give it a, and if you notice, the old account number's on there when they transfer it like a chain, they give it a new number from their company. The company has their own pool of numbers. They buy the debt and then they try to harass you for more money. Right, so that's that's the whole getting it into that probate final, like you said, the equity wholly yours to get mm-hmm. the settlement on the accounts. Right, not only that, but you're going to take it all away from them or yeah. they're going to have to release it and yeah. scratch. Well, I think that once you get all that done, uh, when you go into court, like when you do the conveyance to you, they're supposed to scratch those accounts I think that because we don't have the D, uh, the seal and the DBA, we can't give them a command. I mean, you know how you're you're trying to get all the abeyances released? Right. Well, if, if you read that book about the seals, it tells you that you need a seal in order to place an order for a release. Right. Well, you, you can't have release to... the abeyances yet. Right. You have to, My understanding, I could be wrong because this is all still in study phase. I don't mm-hmm. have the DBA and stuff, so it's like this is the looking forward to. But with the evidence of the trust, and then you have those series of numbers, and you can have a recording of those numbers of, like, hey, I'm going to have this pool of numbers, and you just put that notice out there and record that. Then you start pulling all of those accounts, and then you put your cover with your number. There's a sheet on a trust that says evidence of uh, what you put into your trust. That's like a certain number of the form. And right. what you do is you just simply provide that list of the evidence of that stuff, and mm-hmm. you hand that in, and it's going to reference the number underneath, but on top of it is your new number, and then that way they right. can track it, because effectively at that point the U.S. trustee, I mean, all of those agencies, that's kind of calling, you know, heaven on your side, like, okay, that's it, I'm clearing all this out. Yep. And I'm settling all this, and that's where effectively it's using the agencies with their power to go in and correct those records, but you've got to go and give them that list of all of your mortgage accounts, all your utility bills, all of whatever all your debts are that you're looking to reconcile to zero out. Father, forgive me. As it is on heaven, it is on earth. You know, I'm going to forgive them. They're going to forgive me. Right. And, yep. and yeah, that's that's finally, like I said, yeah, you get that private trust set up. You get that new numbering system up. You get all that recorded now you've got your DBA. Now you go in there uh, with, the, I guess, the service mark, and then, yeah, it's the whole of yours. And then looking to get that little three-piece suit conversation, cleft to the mountain conversation, to get the settlement. Um, well, not only yeah, settlement, I'm, I'm but you want them to clear so. those debts. And, you know, I think they're supposed to, when you take those accounts from them, right, the ones that you can find, 
mm-hmm. then you would you would have to give them. Um, uh, I think you you, sh- you should give them a dollar or something to convey it to you, right? That's a uh, really good point about the uh, lawful money. Whether um, there was an interesting document passed forward that you can use the greenback side of your uh, FRIs because it's lawful, you know, and it's both. And then there's the little railroad track. So you use those serial numbers as a way mm-hmm. of creating the retiring that note as evidence of payment. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. all under That's the 12 USC 95A2, right? So you have to do lawful currency. And you can use the money, but you have to use it in the way it is going to retire those securities and retire those serial it. numbers. Yeah, you have to fold the bill in half and yeah. have the half that says all this currency good for all debts, debts public, public and private. private. Yes, and then, right. then you write you out the serial the number. Side base out. Yeah, and then use the railroad tracks, and then then you can effectively send that in. Now you know what's fascinating is Miss Rosie Rio stepped down. Who are we going to send to? I'm going to. We're going to have to call them. We're yeah. going to have to call them and ask that them. That was a real because... interesting maneuver just happened. <laughs> Right. Hey, these people are canceling their debts. Let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why it was funny when I found out how Pennsylvania says, oh, we can only let so many people through the gate. You know, like I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to bankrupt the state. <laughs> Those poor crooks. <laughs> hey, they don't want to let no one. Hey, they don't want to let nobody through their pearly gates now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because, yeah, Pennsylvania, the little commissioner, the little trustee board, ever since Penn set up <laughs> taking it from the Swedes. Yeah, it is it is kind of interesting to go in and read the laws. And, um, yeah, it's it's my understanding is once you've got your usufruct in place, if you declare to put everything back for benefit of the Treasury as an American, mm-hmm. and, like, hey, this is for, I'm the people and the posterity. And, absolutely, the will is to look to go ahead and get it and the Fed. Um, right. And you just give them the access to cancel those debts because everything was all created under this whole fiat currency mess to then allow more debt creation by the Fed. But it was never having to be that. That's how the demand lawful provision is set through. So, yeah, that's that's the whole I, – I agree with you. If there's any taxes, if there's any acceptance mm-hmm. and conveyance, it's going to be done with the lawful notes and evidence of and those serial numbers – Right. Um, and retiring it, but I just don't know who to send it to if it's still just attention to Treasury, if it's not going to be Rosie Rios or it has to be the, a name of an officer. Well, I'm thinking um, I'm going to try to find that out since she did retire, but my thing was, you know how, it, you know, she's the private side. Yeah. And I know people keep saying the public side, so, you know, I need to really find out. Are we, we're not the public. They no. are. The government no, is no, the we're public de jure. side. Yeah. Yeah, we're the private side people. So Rosa Rios is the one that handles the private side. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second. Hello? Hello. Okay, she's going to talk to you guys right now about the trademark and stuff. Trial is here. 
Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome sauce, people. <laughs> Hold on one second. Uh, she will. I went in and pulled up the actual law that created yeah. the Treasury. Yeah. And uh, the Secretary of Treasury and yeah. the Treasurer of the United States were both created under that same act. All right. And I can't find nothing in that act that says that she's the private side. Okay. Yeah, but I have the law. I have the law that says only she, only she can cancel those debts. Right. Okay. I have the law. I have to read it to you guys next week. Right. That was my understanding is everything had to be sent to registered mail to Treasury. To right. Rosie, we uh-huh. have to cancel it. Right. To the treasurer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The and yeah, they said treasury, but when you go to the bottom of the page where I was reading the law, it said treasury means the treasurer. Right. I was like, okay, then they're talking about Rosario. Uh-huh. She stepped down, I think, a week and a half, two weeks ago. I know, I know. I know. It's really, us. really fascinating timing, and I'm going, <laughs> dang it. I just finally got evidence of my trust. I was just set up to get all these numbers. I was just set to go. Okay, I'm getting to the point of those. Yeah, holy mind, all seven seals. Okay, let's let's. I'm thinking here it. that we might have to. I'm going to find out who it is, though. We're going to have to find. I'm going to have to find her. I'm going to have to find Rosie's number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know somewhere but yeah that's, that's the whole thing it's trying to figure out okay no problem yeah. that's how you guys laid out the monopoly board this is all nice and peaceful oh this is how we're supposed to do it okay mm-hmm. you should be able to send it to the office of the treasurer and someone will be able to take care of it okay yeah if it, if it is okay similar to how you can send it to the recorder of deeds and then just attention to and then you know that's that's fine I wasn't a hundred percent if it was okay for just the office because some of these the way you're creating that security with the registered mail it really does have to go specifically to i mean look i get it carrie's not signing those certificates it's all the authenticating officer but it's still attention john right. Kerry kind of stuff All right, Trial, what have you got? All right, so. Um, Hurry up, Jane. Listen to this. Hurry up, Jane's pillow is calling her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pretty deep, my kidding. Um, so, the trademark. Um, after the name change there's a registration that's supposed to take place. And I was having a tough time finding out who the correct register or registrar was running all over the place. And it turns out that it was the Secretary of State in the state. Um, I believe it has to be in the state that you were born um, for the most powerful effect, as does the name change has to take place in the county that you were born for the most powerful effect. Um, So, Secretary of State has a trademark division, and it's a division, not a department. So the departments, um, you would be departing from there, like the dead, again, you know, dearly departed, versus Mm -hmm. the division. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to fill out the trademark application to basically trademark your name. And what I believe happens is, is that is the claim. That's the claim on the name. Um, I want to say it's the the uh, estate claim itself. So <clears throat> they have, they should have either a separate pamphlet. In my state, uh, their pamphlet is called the Name Game. And um, you open it up and you look at all the different classes and options that you have to choose from. And so this particular one, I don't have it with me, but it's talking about personal property and security services, which we know that both are um, personal property and security services because that document itself is the security. So um, when you fill it out, the first thing it asks is if it's a business or an individual. The individual itself is the last name first, first name last. That's the baby's name. When your mom filled out the birth registration, she put your last name first, first name last. And I don't know what Bible scripture it is. I don't really have any of my materials on hand, but you can find it if you need to, you know, do a Bible search. Uh, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And that's, of course, after you get your white stone with a new name on it, known only to he who receives it. So <clears throat> your last name first, first name last is going to be uh, claiming ownership of the first, middle, last, upper, lower name that you got at the name change. That trademark is actually a service mark, okay? And I believe that's mark, uh, I want to say it's mark 4510. 1045. 1045, thank you. My brain's a little scrambled, so I'm reading stuff backwards here. But 1045, I found it under mark, and it's talking about to serve. And I said, okay, I see that service mark instead of the trademark. Um, so when you fill that out, it's going to ask you for specific dates. When, when did this mark come into existence? Well, that's the day that you were born. Uh, when did it come into existence or the predecessors uh, use it, which is the day that you were born? Now, there's another question, and it says, okay, well, when was this mark uh, used in the state? Or it'll be something along the lines of that. That's going to be the date where they filed it. It should be somewhere on your certificate of live birth. So you're basically, your final exam to get this done, all the information is going to be on that certificate of live birth, except for the classes, of course, but you know it's a security. Um, you know it's um, personal property. So <clears throat> um, simultaneously, I had, I had put my uh, bill and equity into the court, and it wasn't, in the place that I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be in equity, and it was stuck on the civil side, and I said, what the hell? I can't seem to get it where I want it to be. Well, I go to see the clerk after I finished my service mark and my DBA, and he goes into the, he says, well, let me talk to the court. He runs this little back office. He comes back out. He says, okay, I've got a date for you. Now, mind you, I was trying to get a date, trying to get a date, and he still wouldn't give me one. Bam, now I have a date. Take this down to equity, and serve these summonses. The summons was to um, 
the defendant who was the attorney general, the state's attorney, who basically is the alien property custodian. And it turned into Rule 13, which is counterclaim and cross-claim. Mm. So, oh, hold on. I get a, I'm in a di- direct flight path again. Um, so once that trademark hit in the system and it was approved, it moved everything in my case all the way over into equity. Okay, this is where we're all trying to get to. Right. So the, so the yeah, so that so that final piece was in the registration of that service mark. Um, <clears throat> so that counterclaim, you can look it up. Federal Rules of Procedure 13. It's a counterclaim, cross-claim, and basically whoever you're going up against has to prove that they have a higher claim than you or you get everything that, you're, that you've asked for in your injunction. And they don't have a higher claim because you've got the three, the three seals on the authentication which got you your name change. The name change decree itself gave you the fourth seal. The DBA gave you the fifth seal. And then when you go to register the mark itself, they ask for a seal, which is a signature, and that's your sixth seal. So your final seal, in my thoughts, is going to be that final judgment on Judgment Day that you get when you get your injunction issued to you. That that last seal, of course, I haven't experienced that yet, so that's just kind of what my thoughts are on it. Um, But that's basically where I am. I've got the six six seals. And uh, that trademark registration moved everything over into equity. Moved it out of the civil side. We're already done with the criminal. Once you put that um, certificate of live birth and you get that name change degree, boom, the criminal nonsense is all done. Now you're stuck in civil. Boom, the trademark is all done. Now it moves you over to equity, which is where you want to be. So when you're done with that trademark, you've got the last name first, first name last, and that last name first, first name last is the living um, estate. That owns the first middle last, which is the security account. And when they load it up into the system, it shows up as the capital letter name, first, middle, last. So what you did is you snatched it away from them, you proved that you were alive, and then you had the infant come in or the baby come in and snatch the whole thing. So now you own all three names. And it shows that on your paper, right, all three, right? Yes, you can you can pull it up after you're done registering it. You can pull it up online, and you can see it. And they've got all three names. Now, you guys get it? You're gonna have all three in your possession now. You're gonna have your name backwards and proper. You're gonna have your proper name, and you're gonna have the all capital name. And again, yes. that's all and with the county where the birth certificate was originated. It, that's where you get the name change decree. And with the name change decree, you're going in and you're changing it from all capital to upper lower. Right. So you're taking the all capital lower. Yeah, you're taking the all cap away. You've turned into upper lower. Then you have the last name first, snatch it, and then it goes all back into capital. But now it all belongs to you. So when they issue that counterclaim, uh, cross-claim, that attorney general or state's attorney has to come in and say, okay, I have a higher claim than them, which they don't because you've already made it to the sixth seal and they don't have, they don't have shit. They might find you on a, a, tough, a couple of technicalities or maybe, you know, some kind of error or whatever. If, if they choose to come in on, on a, um, from a combative angle 
And then at that point, you can just say, okay, well, hold on a second. If you want to be combative, let's find your subscribed oath that I know that you don't have because no attorney that I've spoken to since I've been playing this game has ever had a subscribed oath that's mandatory in, in all states. So that should, you know, stuff a dirty sock in their mouth and keep them quiet. Oh, not only that, but, you know, when you read that, you know, the book about the seal, they're talking about half of these people, their documents aren't even valid because they don't have a proper seal. Right. Right. Well, right. when you do that trademark. It's about uh, so with, perfecting uh, the claim. It's all imperfect. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not paramount claims. But you got to know how to flip those tables every time. Cause, and anybody can make any claim. You have to know mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. Well, it's got to be in the. It's got. It's got to come down out of the highest court. So here I am standing in the superior court, and the clerk says, "Let me go back and talk to the court." I'm like, "Who the hell is he going to talk?" I thought this was the court. Well, he went and he looked it up at the Secretary of State, and he saw it was there. Um, also, um, in my situation where a loved one is imprisoned, um, I trademarked their name too, and I put it as when I signed it, I signed it as attorney in fact. And what happened was, is the attorney, his attorney who had sold him, because that's what the attorney's job is, yeah. it's to sell you, okay? So he's not there to defend you and, and, and do you any favors. He's there to sell you um, and make a contract. So shortly after that, um, the person who was imprisoned, the person, uh, got a letter from the um, solicitor, attorney, and that letter, in short, basically said, I got a call from the clerk, and... I can no longer basically be associated with your case. Why? Because his estate had been claimed. It's not abandoned anymore. So they can't come in and collect and do all the nonsense that they were doing. Now, getting, now, now releasing this person and removing them from the prison system is a whole other story because I you know, kind of uh, threw some uh, sand at a couple of people, you know, the commissioners in the, in the prisons, and I said, oh, yeah, you guys have... You guys are holding on a trademark property. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think you should be doing that. And and they said, well, this person has a contract with us. So now it's about eliminating the contract. Or he funny. signed anything. I know, that sucks. They do. They get you on everything and anything you sign. Right. Well, here's the thing. When you do, when you do that trademark, they tell you to attach um, an example of how the mark is being used. Mm. And that example is just your signature. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anything that that signature is on, when you claim that, should automatically come to you. So there's a sticky point, and I'm still kind of combing through that. But it's funny that you guys started talking about when I when I um, jumped on, you guys were talking about the treasurer, because yeah. the treasurer should be able to discharge any charge that comes your way. And so, um, having said that, um. My thoughts are would be to to send the indictment or whatever the charging instruments are with that dollar on the private side registered mail to the um, to the treasurer and then and then have her take care of it from there. Will it work? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Not only that, but we were talking earlier in the beginning of the show about I was talking to the Department of Health. And she was telling me, because she wants to see my decree, and she says, we need to amend that decree to you. But she was telling me that basically if I had a name change done when I was young, that they had to seal my birth records because 
they don't have rights over the original property anymore. But she said it's all about abandonment of property. And she just kept bringing it up. She says, remember what I tell you. It's about abandonment of property. People abandon that property and they never come back to reclaim it. She goes through it as she to the state. And she, she just kept saying, and you know what the people don't realize is the importance of the last will and testament. She says they never do it and everything goes to the state. She goes, I'm just so sick of it. I don't know why people don't look up these things. Um, and, you know, like, it's not her job to tell people, but she was saying that it just made her sick from her stomach to know that people die without writing a will. She says, and when they do this, they have no idea that they've left their children nothing, that there's there's funding. She said there could be grants. There could be a lot of things for the children, and they don't will anything to their children, and they pass away. And she says, guess who gets it all? She goes, the state. They come in and they attack that estate. And um, just because remember, everybody has their own estate. And I just read to you the laws um, from Indiana where it tells you that they create a brand new account for you when you're born from your mother and your father's estate if your dad claims you. So every person has their own estate. But she was saying the estate could be so much greater if the people would will it to their children, but they never do so. The state gets all that's left over. And then say, you know, you grow up and you have your kids and then you die. They're going to keep your stuff too. And you're not, I mean, there could be a lot in there, but nobody knows because they never will it to their children. And... um. She just told me, she goes, it made me so sick to my stomach to know that people didn't know to write a last will and testament and give their um, children and their loved ones everything that's left. She goes, it's just beyond me. She says, everything matters. She said, from a diamond brooch to houses, farms, cattle, she says, you can't even imagine what the state collects that the people leave behind and they don't will it to anybody. And she well, yeah, said that's the majority. Well, yeah, there's that whole public side. But it, I guess I'm hearing you, particularly because the children being derivatives and securities, and if you're dying as a minor ward, where mm-hmm. you still haven't even claimed to take the stuff back, even if you have on that public face a quote-unquote will and testament of, for the diamond brooch, I think it's, there's mm-hmm. still the adhesions against that birth certificate that's going to strip it because I think you had even talked about that one lady like fighting for the property and they were trying to take it from her stuff. I mean, so, you know, really it's, it's to me, it's paramount that, you know, you got to first pull back and claim to get the adhesions removed from the birth certificate, mm-hmm. and like you right. said about how the state is the father, because <laughs> right. it's like, yeah, we're, we're all bastards, right? we're all bastards, we're all wanderers, we're all we got to come home. When you get that name change on the county record, it's 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 proof that you're alive. Yeah. So so all the adhesions that used to be stuck to it on the public side are discharged. Okay, with the okay. name change. Okay. Right. So so now that you're alive, because remember, these are all departments and they're all dead. 
So if you're on the dead side, they're going to come after you with their teeth out. When you're on the living side, they can't do anything but protect you. So now this is where your power is because now you're alive amongst the sea of the dead, okay? Ah, So you can go in and you can claim anything. If there's a house and there's nobody living in that house, you can go in and you can claim that house. It's abandoned. Who's going to come after you, the dead bank? Right. (laughs) Who's going to come knock, okay, who's going to come knocking at your door tell you to leave, the dead sheriff, the dead police? They can't approach you. You understand? So there's a lot of power in being living. Obviously, you know, the rules of being living is you can't harm anyone or that you can't, excuse me, you can't harm a living man or woman or that living man or woman's property. But again, keep in mind that everybody around you is dead. Right. Okay. So you have a leg up. So if you need to go in there and go out and dig out your your grandfather's, um, all of his property that was taken by the state, you go up to the attorney general and you say, listen, I got all, I, I trademarked my grandfather's name. I trade, I, I've done this. I've done that. I'm doing um, business with his name as power of attorney. Mm-hmm. Give me back all his shit. Right. And you okay. go and you, you okay. collect everything from your bloodline and um, protect your children as well. Teach them how to protect themselves and protect their titles. And, and you just make sure that when you build your empire, dynasty, or whatever, that everybody knows the rules of the game. Make sure that your children are living so that they have that protection and go out there and, and change the world. Yeah, it is. It's all inter vivos. It's all setting up. It's trust law. It's all the laws written yeah. on the heart, and then the rest is you knowing how to operate accordingly through those trusts. Yep, just behave yourself. I yeah. see people, like, condemning the trust. I know Anna was condemning the trust, but I need to see why. i got to read her letter, but... Um, once you get that trademark, you're automatically now in trust because they're going to throw you right into equity. That's right. Now, let me ask you real quick. That's right. You're you're automatically entitled to it. So now Mm -hmm. let me ask you, can you just tell the the listeners when you spoke to that that clerk about, I think it was the attorney general you were talking about or talking to, and she told you how to flip all the names and then lock them all up. Yeah, she was saying about you can you can build a house. You build a house, like say, um, I'll give you an example. Like you could say the house of Herrera, right? And then she says that'll be your trust. And then you put all of the children into the trust and trademark their names as well. And it's called like a bulletproof um, armor. She said you got double protection. She said. Once you do that, she said, you take your house, house of Herrera, and then you put all the children and offspring into that house. She says, you become untouchable. She said, it would cost them so much money to come after you, they wouldn't even waste their time doing it. That's what I believe Hillary did. Because, you know, Hillary has something called the Clinton Foundation. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're constantly trying to go after that Clinton Foundation. They just can't get to it. Gosh, dog it, she has so many, she must have so many rubber stamps. She probably has a rubber stamp that says, kill that bastard and kill this one, too. (laughs) 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 Listen, I just can't see how everyone that comes near this woman is like, oh, two weeks later they're gone. They can't even testify. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about when, um, she said, you register the name like this, you take this name and you claim this name with that, and then you turn around and you oh, claim this Oh, yeah, name. yeah. What she, okay, you're talking about my GBAs now. Um, what you do is 
because, you know, in the county level, when you're doing your DBA, um, you can do it with the state level, too. She says you start off with your last name, comma, first, middle, and you DBA it to you, and then the owner's name is your first, middle, last name, right? Then she says you take your first, middle, last name and DBA that, and then the owner's name is backwards. She said do it forwards and backwards so that they can't create derivatives of your name. She said that locks them out of your account because one account will cancel the other. Hmm. And I said, and what will be the business? And she laughed, and she says, your, your name is the business. She said, if they come near you and even say your name, she said, they'll be in big trouble because you're canceling it out. She says, um, and then they say, what is the nature of your business? You say, my title, my name is my business. When you say my name or you bring it up or put it on a piece of paper, you owe. Yeah. Now check this out. I got a medical bill, um, this this um, bill collecting company down in Florida uh-huh. sent me a medical bill and they used my name and I started laughing. And I was like, okay, how much is the medical bill? 240 bucks. I'm like, okay, you owe me 240 bucks. So I sent them a letter, uh-huh. and I flat out said, listen, you're using trademark property. Your, na- your, your business name is not registered to do business in this state where you're trying to collect, so here's the deal. I'll take that $240, and uh-huh. I need you to send it to this address. Uh-huh. So we'll see what happens. I can use that $240. Yeah, like, you know, when they use your name and you're in the county, um, yeah. another thing I was um, – Oh, I guess no one's on there, but, you know, you should use your office address is where you live. Your office address is where you live because, say, the police want to come and they want to do a foreclosure or they want to take your property. The reason why they call it a situs trust is that the word situs means location. You don't want it to be a different address, people, because, yeah, you, the owner, Inside that box, you, the owner, can put a P.O. box there, right? But the office is where you do your business, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you put your office is your house address because, remember, if someone's coming to arrest you, right, and that's your office and the fictitious name is registered to that office, they're not, they can't come to your office and take away the fictitious name. You get it? Mm-hmm. They can't touch any of the names. Once you trademark it, you, you got flatwood backward, you got all caps. That's not my problem. And so basically, if you, like, put your office somewhere else, then when they come to your house to get you, that's not that's not what they know of as being your office. Here, let me get it. Um, so they can remove you because you're not the person that um, is listed for that office, and they're going to say, "Well, you know what? We don't have we don't know who you are." Right, um, right. There should be no U.S. person at that location anymore. Right. Exactly. Right. You're done being the U.S. person, surety. Right. Okay. You get it now, like, or you know, how about this? You know, when you're driving, right? No, we don't drive. And you we give travel, them but... your um, DBA, and you're traveling around the roads, right? And the officer asks 
ask you for your driver's license, right? And you hand them a DBA, or you can do <clears throat> a driver's license as a DBA. doesn't matter. Um, but when you do that, you got to give them your DBA. You don't give them your birth certificate. Right. Okay? You guys got to learn that if you create a name to do business with, that is what you put on those um, IDs and identifications. You don't remember Denny was doing that. He did it with the DBA. And they told him, why did you check off U.S. citizens? He goes, oh, I forgot. He goes, yeah, you're a DBA. You're not a U.S. citizen. Yeah, I've, I've heard people use more of the international, if it's going to be a driver's license or passports, or you just do the DBA. At that point, I think there's a duplicate title and transfer that you're supposed to take your name decree and your DBA and go and form SSN, MBA, and get all that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your wiping out. That's your clean slate. Yeah. And and that's you know. what they were telling. And, and you know, I, I brought that up a long time ago when Denny went to turn in his, um, he went to go do a brand-new driver's license. Right. And, and he brought that DBA in. Hold on. Okay, very good. Um, and they immediately reminded him that with that DBA, he was no longer a U.S. citizen. Yep. So... I don't know how many people are are getting this, but I hope that you guys are really understanding this. And don't forget, when you do a DBA or the trademark, service mark, um, that you put this into your court case immediately, if you have a court case, immediately, people, you take it to the clerk. Yeah, just, so I think just, to, and just to hammer that home, the DBA is, like it was mentioned, it was the Secretary of State Department. Question. Go for it. What's a DBA? Doing business as? 10-4. Okay. <laughs> um. Or... or Assume oh, yeah. name certificate or fictitious name. Okay. I have a question. You were just talking about closing out all three names. Yeah. Uh, capital, all capital name, the upper and lowercase name, and the lowercase name uh, backwards. Okay. And you went through it very fast. Could you go through it really slow how to do that? It's on your trademark application. It says the, the name you're going to use. That's the birth certificate name. What is your name? Your name backwards. Uh, your name is backwards. And then the proper name is your proper... It has all three names on the application. Okay. That means you've now taken your... Listen, remember I was telling you that you want to have control of your name wholly? Yeah. That's taking control of the name Holy. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> the Trinity, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Trinity. Right. Hey, Holy, right. Holy is your name. Holy. 
And then we'll go over that in about, I, I don't know, I thought next week people would want to go over the DBA or Assume Name Certificate Fictitious Name Application. Um, for those who are stuck, then we can probably go over that next week. And then maybe the week after, that will give me some time to read over all these trademark rules um, to see if there's anything else that we need to add to it. Um, and then we'll go through that because I'm, I'm still reading on that. But um, uh, we got to get those done first because I got to jump in real quick. Um, okay. Some of the Secretary of State <clears throat> their offices have documents. One of them is a trademark service mark, but there's another one, and it's called an assignment. Okay? Um, when you get your name changed done in the county, uh, when I did mine, they gave me a notice of assignment. Okay? So this was at the county. However, some people are having a tough time with the name change. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this is the equivalent by doing this at the Secretary of State. However, if it is, and you're having a tough time with the name change, you may want to take a look at that assignment document. Now, again, these documents, I call them landmine documents. If you sew it out the wrong way, you're going to get your leg blown off, you get your arm blown off, and you're going to get all the wrong results. So you have to know what you're doing before you go in and you send this in. Um, but, like I said, you may be able to supplement the name change by using that assignment document instead, and it's cheaper. Now, I don't know if it will have the same results because you're not putting your certificate of live birth on any record. You're just reassigning the name, the capital letter name, to you and then turning around and doing the trademark and then locking up all three names. And it's called a change of assignment, right? Yeah, it may have different terminology depending on what state you're in, but it's definitely worth taking a look at it. My my um, my thoughts would be to download the forms, mm -hmm. go through the forms, go through their rules, go through a dictionary, finance dictionary, legal dictionary, and um, and then just break the whole thing down before you fill it in. If you have a tough time, go to the office and talk to them and tell them, hey, what do I put here? What do I put here? Because they'll help you. They'll say they can't give legal advice, you know what I mean, but they may be able to guide you in the correct direction of what belongs where. Any okay. questions? Mm-hmm. So the notice of assignment is in lieu of a DBA? Say it again. Is the notice of assignment that you were just Speaking of, that's in lieu of doing a DBA? I, I can't hear you. Are you in speakerphone or? Um, so I, hold on one second, perhaps. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and get back in there. Right, let me, I'll put it on my ear. Okay, say it again. Hi. I'm off speakerphone. I'm sorry. Um, okay. The notice of assignment that you were just speaking of. Is that in lieu of a DBA? No. Yeah. No, no, it's that, in addition that, to a DBA. Well, I hadn't got the DBA at this point. I just had the authentication, and I was going for the name change. So that was my next step after getting the authentication. Okay. That was the fourth year. 
Okay, so it's either or. So it's either the notice of assignment or um, the what what procedure? What was the change. alternate procedure? The name change. Name okay. change. But you know the name change. If you're going to do a name change, um, you got to let the judge know. Like first of all, if you have your your certificate of live birth, right? Uh-huh. And you have your birth certificate. I would try to um, validate if you could use them or not. First of all, you know, you do the DBA or um, the trademark because some of you people do have rights to use that. You know, that's your property. But for if, if you don't need a name change and you have your certificate of live birth and your birth certificate, maybe you can try with the Secretary of State just to do a change of assignment um, assigning that account to you. Okay. Now, and when well, well, we do the notice of assignment, change. that's a matter of switching the names from last, middle, first to first, middle. Okay, from, listen. Sorry. Listen, from, listen. No, it's okay. I'm just trying to make sure that there's no confusion, okay? You have your authentication. You go in and you apply for the name change. Before mm-hmm. you get the name change, or in my case, before I receive the actual decree, they sent out a notice of assignment with mm-hmm. my last name first, first name last on it, okay? And what that told me is that, okay, they're talking to the last name first, first name last, saying, okay, hey, here, you know, um, here's to let you know, we know who you are, um, we're going to assign this over to you, and the decree does that. So this was before I actually got the decree. They sent out a notice because the gentleman always sends notice. Once mm-hmm. the uh, name change decree was in, I had the upper lower name. After the upper lower name, you have to do the DBA. The doing business as goes in as a last name first, first name last, and now with that last name first, first name last, you're capturing the first, middle, last, upper, lower, which is on your certificate that you're doing business as that name. Then mm-hmm. you go and you trademark it. So basically you're, you're, you're playing three-card molly with the names. And at the end of it all, you're going to lock them all up. Now, with the certificate, okay, the actual certificate itself. Hang on, let me pull this up because I was looking at this today. I'm not going to say the actual law, but you can find it in the CFR, okay? Mm-hmm. It says, the holder will endorse the insured note. Now, the insured note is going to be the authentication, okay? Because the FDIC is backed by full faith and credit. That's their, They're insured by full faith and credit. So is your certificate when you have those two attachments, okay? So what, which note, gotta, which, sorry, which one's insured? The authentication. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. So the holder will endorse the insured note as follows. Pay to the order of the United States of America, period, without recourse. The holder will then deliver the endorsed note together with the insurance agreement to the director finance office. Okay, it doesn't say director of the finance office. It says director comma finance office. On receipt of the endorsed note with the accompanying the accompanying insurance agreement, the director comma finance office comma will acknowledge the receipt of the note and process payment to the assignor of the par value of the note as of the date of the treasury check. Now, 
What is the date of the treasury check? The treasury? Your okay, the treasury check. So your date of birth? That's right. So from the moment that you were born all the way up until the time that you stand there and a new door is cut and you hand it over, uh-huh. everything that's been in those accounts gets sent over. Okay. Okay, there's now, your reversionary. You were saying assignment. that the first thing you did was you gave them notice of assignment. They uh-huh. gave me notice of assignment. They gave me the notice saying, hey, okay, here's your notice. We're giving you your names back. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, again, with that trademark, no one else can use your name. Attorneys can't use it. None of these people can use it because it's trademarked. Right. And um, that's where your higher claim comes in. I've claimed all three of these names. Mr. State's attorney, you wrote me off as, as dead, abandoned, whatever you want to call it, and you'll find you'll find the dead, the abandoned, you'll find all of that stuff under trademark law. Okay? This is where they got all this shit from. Trademark. Uh-huh. When the baby was born, you did not take that baby's name and go file a trademark on it, and they've been going hard after the names ever since. Okay. Okay? After three and a half years of the introduction of that certificate, they kill off, the, they, 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 they basically say, oh, you've abandoned it, or you're civilly dead, and then they start coming. Now, if you didn't do yours and you have children, everybody's dead. So they're just going to have a field day. DCF is going to come in and fuck up your life. And, yeah. you, do it. you know, if you have a mortgage, if you have a mortgage and you don't have, you didn't do your name change and you didn't claim your name, that bank is going to come after you because they said you're dead. You gave us your house, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Now, if you show up living, that's a whole different story because, remember, they cannot harm a living woman or a living man or their property. So if your status is living and you're living in a house and they're coming to you talking about you didn't pay us your mortgage and you're going to have to get out and we're going to foreclose you. Foreclose who? Huh. Foreclosure where? Who, who's coming to take what from me? I'm living. You, you know what I mean? Carry your ass somewhere else. Go get Jim and John down there. Jim and Jane down there. Could, shit, it could be Jim and John now these days. Hey, poor James. We usually beat up James' name all the time with James. But, you know, go get someone else who hasn't got, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not saying go get someone else and target them, but if you're living, what are they going to do? So that's very, that is absolutely 100%. They definitely, I put the property into trust because obviously I don't own anything. Nothing's mine. So house is now publicly listed into the trust. And, of course, then the servicer sold after I did the recruitment to another servicer who's been trying to look to claim payments. They periodically send somebody out to go knock and, you know, just to see that it's occupied. But, yeah, it's been two years. I ain't making any payment, you know, because it's just sitting now at this point in terms of to finally clear the titles up. But, uh, yeah, they don't come after you once you've got the – securities and everything else as far as properly from the name aspect, because you're right, once it's showing that you are just simply living in that house and they can't harm you when you're living, that much right. is very true. Yeah. It's a beautiful so, thing. It is. So if you're not home one day, <laughs> are they moving in? Are they backing no, up the truck? No, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting, because 
I have um, rental properties that I have to kind of, with my tenants, you know, like, hey, these mistakes happen, these companies come in. They like to target landlord properties, and, of course, it's all big MERS mess in the databases these days. Um, yeah. So if there is a notice left on the door, there's very clear instructions to call back and let them know that there is a family living there. And right. so sorry uh-huh. for the mistake that they must have in their records. Please correct it. Or, or what you could do is you huh. can call the sheriff because the sheriff doubles as the the coroner, okay? Yes. So when, yes, when they the do a sheriff, apologize to me. The sheriff apologized to me. Oh, I'm so sorry okay. that you got one of those. That's right. And they huh. will protect your home. Let them know, hey, listen, my, you know, this is my name. This is my status. If, you, if I give you my name, I want you to give it back to me, maybe with improvement. You accept that? I accepted a sheriff's open. He said thank you. I was like, no problem. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, now I gave him my, my totally protection. Sheriff's office will work with you, and they will recognize that it's all a mistake, and they'll correct That's the right. records, and yeah, That's they'll confirm right. that there's, there's no alone. evidence of them coming after you. Yeah. That's right. And they will leave you alone. Not only will they leave you alone, but they will protect you from the other dead ones acting up. Huh. Yeah. But but you need to. Make and sure that that property it. is being used. Like, there's got to be somebody and in that you property. Use. You can't have an abandoned property because if you do abandon your property, guarantee to you that those companies are going to come in with their little locksmiths and change it up. Now, I went and filed with um, the UCC and then the non-UCC process with the transmitting utility lien. So the title's all gummed up for about, you know, at least $10 million on the properties kind of stuff. So they can't sell it, but it's kind of interesting on the one when the tenants moved out and didn't tell me, and then Fannie Mae stepped in with their little agents. They can look to say that it's trying to get sold all they want, but everything's already showing in the public record, the release, the transfer over to the trust. They use a money order to create lawful. So it ain't going anywhere other than the fact that, you know, they've got an interest now in it that has to be settled ultimately through the probate claims process. But, yeah, right. that's, but if you're wanting to be done with the servicer claims and the paying interest because they stole property, that yeah, is, forever. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, it get... never ends. I mean, we went through the whole housing crisis having moved to Phoenix and when everything drops 70%, you know what I mean? Right, but mm-hmm. that's where, in terms of turning around on the coming in with your proper name, this whole process sets up, and you put in notice that, you know, this is the overall status. Um, and in that regard, it was really kind of fascinating when I did the 1099s on the servicer company to come in and claim under 26 U.S.C. 671, like, hey, there's an interest on this account. And they sold it. They sold the servicing rights. And I just put in my usufruct notice um, that I'd already filed in that case to transfer the reversionary interest over. And so that stopped the payments that declared as far as living in the status and trust and got those sheriffs back on the on the right side um, as wow. opposed to acting as the uh, sheriff of Nottingham stuff. So, yes, and while you're in the house, you can definitely gum that up. But, but, you know, the goal is to not just have the mucked-up title. It is literally to get off the dang tax rolls and everything else. And that's where I'm so glad now of this this trademark process and all that's coming through. And and the holy and inequity. And, yeah, that's where it's then completely taking it out du jour. Yeah. 
Right, oh, yeah. you that, notice they only use capital names on everything. You know, like, all they try to do, is, if you notice, the only thing they try to get from you out of everything is your signature, right? Yeah. Yep. And then they Everywhere. run off. They run off with your damn signature. They yeah. keep selling it. And, and listen, you know, it's so weird. It's like, you know, the way when she was, when Trial was telling me, look, I got the upper lower case, I got my name backwards, and I got the all capital name. I'm thinking that's the Trinity right there. You got yeah. your name holy now. Yeah. And you that totally locks them out. Are they gonna come and touch you now? No, because every time they come to touch you they know that they're physically touching a man or a woman. But when you're not attached the right when you don't have that status part corrected, they're touching you as if you're a piece of property, not as a yep. human being. Yep. Because yep. remember, they're dead. And you're dead too, so all they're doing is removing you from there. Um, as if you're not alone. Remember, until you do this step, you are dead too. Yep, so what are right. they doing? They take your crap, they throw all your stuff outside, they don't care, they steal your kids. They're not stealing and they're going to say, well, um, we're not we're not injuring a man, we're injuring property. They didn't claim that name. Right. Everything we find in that house is property and we're going to throw it out to the you notice that they throw your stuff out just like they would throw you out of a piece of property? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they use the adverse possession law for their capital letter name. So when you go in and you look at it, when, <clears throat> when you go in and you look at that adverse possession law, it looks like they're talking about a, a, a house, you know, 22, you know, uh, Main Street. It's not what they're talking about. They're saying that if you're going to go in and do an... Um, an adverse possession, it must be done openly, hostile, notorious. That's them coming in mm-hmm. adversely possessing your name with their capital letter name. So anytime right. I read all, any of this stuff now, I don't read it as if it's external. I read this whole thing as if it's an internal operating game because it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just look at it like, like when you don't own that name, they aren't looking at you as a human being. You know how they, it says the law is no respecter of persons? Yep. And uh-huh. how many times did we check off that on that social security card itself, right? Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've already claimed uh-huh. that you're a person. You're claiming yep. to be a person, and the law is no respecter of persons. And that's why the DBA is so effective, because it separates the baby, last name first, first name last, from the actual security name. So, 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 like the the Secretary of State is a division. Why? Because they've divided all of the names and they've separated all three. Yep. Separation of church and state. Hang on a second. Let me just finish this this last piece. The separation of the church and state. The probate court is the court of ordinary, which is ecclesiastical, which makes it a church. The state would be the Secretary of State. That separation of church and state, boom, is right there. The probate is ecclesiastical? I never heard that before. Yes, it's an ecclesi- It's called the court of ordinary. It's an ecclesiastical court, a.k.a. church. The courts are yeah. also churches. Yeah, temples, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. They tell you, they tell you that, like when I Temple gave them my papers. Yeah. They will call you um, like they did to me in my email. They said you're a Roman inferior. That yes. tells you right there they're in a ecclesiastical <laughs> court. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm just, hey, wait a minute, people. I'm a Roman inferior until I gave her my wow. paper. She said, I'm so sorry I said that to you. <laughs> hey, wow. I was going to say, bite your tongue. <laughs> I was going to give her one of my 1966 words, bite your tongue. <laughs> uh, okay, I have a question here for trial. Hello? Hold on, I'm sorry. Hang on, just one second. Give me, give me a couple minutes. Hang on a second. Okay. I think this is so exciting because that we are reaching. So actually, we we're probably the only group that has gotten this far. And Trial is the example right there. Will be the first woman to get into equity with her name totally attached yeah. as a Trinity in one, because that's what you're doing. You're trying to bring together the Trinity as one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, people don't see that. You know, I'm like, it took a lot of reading. But the main focus, you guys, was really just really focusing on that name and how they're using it, how they're stealing it. What part of it are they claiming? Um, I'm telling you, I'm not even done yet. I, we talked about today, Trademark talked heavily about abandonment of property. Well, so did that Department of Health today. She kept saying, you get it? It's all about abandonment of property, abandonment of the property. She says when someone abandons something, someone else is going to take over it. Mm-hmm. Huh. And boy, have they taken over it, people. And they have taken us for a ride and a half in this country. It's been like on a roller coaster ride. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, y'all keep saying the three names. And uh, on the DBA in particular, there was um, last, first, and then middle. And then the owner on the first form is the first, middle, and last. And then you flip it, do it the other way. So that's two names. Where is the third name? I think I'm missing something. Because when you do the trademark. That was the DBA you were talking about. You're trying to, this, is what, this is what you're trying to do. I'm going to tell you. What you're, okay. You're either going to have to do a name change, right? Yeah. Or and the name change is really like a change of assignment. That means that the judge is decreeing you your name. Okay, it's abandoned property. He has to redecree you your name, right? Right. So when that happens, otherwise go to the Secretary of State, download the form and it's, and she said it's called change of assignment or something similar to that yeah, from the Secretary of Yeah, notice of assignment, I think she said. Now, did you say you could also do your father's will to the name at that point? So there's actually another way that you can do a register of the will. Yeah, the bank okay. said that. Yeah, and, that and was a good the Department too. of um, Health told me that's yeah. easy. Tell your father to will you that name yeah. as a, you know, like your living will. Yeah, and tell exactly. him to decree it to you. At, with, you know, the three witnesses and the notary as a quorum. And that way you can have it that way. It's easier. She said it's cost-effective. Yeah. But if he's passed away, she said you're going to have to go into the probate, correct that birth certificate, and have them decree you back your name and proper. Why? Because, see, 
it's the same thing when you're when when it's abandoned property. You have to reclaim it, people. You don't own it right now. Okay, so you're trying to get your proper name back, right? And what does the proper do? The proper name, which is your upper lowercase name, that is what creates the derivatives. You know, like the all capital name? Mm-hmm. All those contracts are created from that upper lowercase name. But because it's abandoned property, what these lawyers are doing is making you just sign your signature on the contract, right? And you don't own it. When you sign, you don't own that name. They're just getting your signature and going into your account. Okay? And because you don't own it, you get limited funds because they can't take that risk. You know, it's all about risk of somebody really coming in later, like say, like what Trial just did. She comes in and says, bam, this is my name. Now I'm going to claim it through the courts. I'm going to do my DBA, and now I trademark it, and everybody's going to scatter like cockroaches because they know now that the real owner has come back home. Now, on the, you do the DBA backwards and forwards, last name, comma, first, middle, in all capital letters. The uh-huh. owner's name inside the box. Oh, all capital letters. That's what I missed. So there's a third way to do it? You do it with all caps, too? No. No, listen. Okay. When you're oh, doing no? the DBA, right, the DBA, or a surname yep. certificate or fictitious name, that's in all capital letters, okay? That belongs okay. to you when you do your DBA, okay? Okay. And you have to have one so you can do business. You need an all capital name. That's what capitalizes everything for you. Okay. Okay. So that there was a guy that had a question. Is he still here? Yeah, there was someone else on the call. He he said he had a question. Hello. I'm listening. You answered it. Oh, I did. Okay. So I got a question. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so the DBA means that you own the all capital letter name, and the doing and the um, the name change means the upper and lower case is yours also. Is that right? Yeah, okay. it is. Okay, it is yours. Okay, in the in the general sense, it's yours, right? But you have to ensure that it belongs to you. Like, you need to check around to make sure no changes were done. And some of you do not need to do a name change. You might just go to the Secretary of State and get a notice of assignment. And what you're doing when you do that is that you're telling them, hey, I'm going to be using that name. I need it all assigned. You have three of them. You have three names, okay? I'm going to tell you. Last name, comma, first, middle. That's your real name. Upper, lowercase. Upper, lowercase. Your other name is the proper name that it's uh, upper, lowercase, proper name. And then you have an all capital name. Those, those are three different name styles, and they re- right now they're assigned to nobody, Okay. So what they're doing is they make you learn how to write in cursive, 
And they, because you've abandoned that property, they make you sign off on all documents and you're not using a seal or anything. So what you're doing is you're giving it away because they know you don't own the name because that's why you're using a signature. So you're a and, criminal. Yeah, and you're giving it to them. And then when they and because you don't own it, they're in charge of that abandoned property. They have to charge you interest, and you know you're become a tenant. You don't own anything because you don't own that name. Yep. Uh, Slaves cannot own property. And here's another thing, right? People are trying to do their papers, and they want to do everything in all lowercase. Don't do that. Okay, your name is going to be, if your name is, is, is um, Jennifer Jones, it's going to be capital J, lowercase Jennifer, capital J, lowercase owns, okay? Jennifer Jones, don't write, don't go in there and try to do your name change in all lowercase because that's not the name on the bond. You're claiming the name on the bond and the property associated with that bond. So it has to be exactly as it's shown on that bond. I got a really quick question. Go for it. Um, in the difference between the name change and then getting a, a change of assignment, is there potentially any difference in the seal that you would get on each of those documents? Would it be the same seal? I don't know because we haven't tried it. I'm going to have to go out there and, and experiment with it and see what happens. Okay, thank you. But it, she said it could be cheaper than doing the name change. It's definitely cheaper, but we don't know if it has the same effect. The only thing that we know is that when I got the notice of assignment before they issued the name change decree, mm -hmm. it's the same wording that's on the Secretary of State's documentation. So it may have the same effect. It may not, but an assignment is an assignment is an assignment. Right. So somebody would have to go out there and give it a shot and see what happens. Because mm -hmm. if you have your name, if you have your certificate of live birth, which is in the proper format, and you have your all capital birth certificate name, right, then, and you know, which we've already told you, your real name is upper lowercase backwards, last name comma first middle, or last name comma uh, first, and you know that when you're writing up your application that you're supposed to write your name backwards. It'll flat out say, put your last name first and your first name last, so, so they're giving you instructions, and if it's not on there, just know that when you do that, when you fill it out as an individual, which is the, the baby, which is the real estate, okay, mm -hmm. that is the real estate, the last name first, first name last. And you want to put that on there. The, the guy who, who, the last name first, first name last, wants to be the owner of everything. Mm -hmm. That's what the clerk said. She goes, just write. You got to write your name backwards. I go, what is the owner's name then? If you tell me to capitalize my uh, DBA, my, my name, she goes, last name comma first. <laughs> yep. When I was doing the DBA, on the she said, your name can't, she told me, your name can't be the same as your um, DBA. And I said, so what's my name going to be? She goes, last name, comma, first. I go, I thought the Secretary of State said I couldn't do that. She goes, we're not the Secretary of State, we're the county. 
Wow. Yeah, she said she said to me, did you not know your name? And I said, no. And then I go home and look at my medical documents and my name is backwards. Uh, yep. And as soon I as pulled you up a, I pulled up my medical papers and I'm looking, I'm like, I can't believe it. I had these papers here all along and my name is backwards on every page. Uh, now, let me throw this out there, because I found this out also. They will not tell you if you've been adopted, people. They cannot tell you. So that be careful with that. <laughs> you might be adopted. You don't even know who owns you. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yep, they can't tell you. They told Southern, we can't tell you if you've been adopted. Does that mean somebody else would have trademarked your name? That means you would be accepted. You would be accepted by the state. I had a cop tell me, until you're fully adopted by the state, your process is incomplete. That leads me to that leads me to believe that it's the name change. I mean, excuse me, excuse me. That leads me to believe that it is the trademark or service mark it's actually a service mark because you're 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 providing a service yeah hey so, um trial yeah now, we were talking today i was talking to gonzo about trademarks and southern was there too he knows now you know how the queen had you know the granddaughter right yep well on the job now you know this is a newborn baby okay Mhm. but on, I think on the mother, you know how it says mother and it says occupation? Um, yeah. They, they wrote down as occupation as creator of heirs, right? That makes me think that the mother is the probate court and the father is the secretary of state. Well, what I was thinking was if you're going to do a trademark, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were recommending that you trademark your private parts. <laughs> <you're creating> <laughs> you just send them some booby prints. <laughs> I wish Gonzo was on here. He said, Should I trademark my private area? <laughs> I said, trademark it as your will. He's going to trademark it as his will. Well, they, listen, they, they said it has to be a unique design. And it would be. You know, and, the, and you know how it says, what are the products, right? <laughs> and the products are my babies. I create all these little babies, and those are my byproducts. <laughs> you know how it says you got to create a unique product and get it patented? I'm going to say, you come and look at all my crazy kids. They're all unique. <laughs> no, you are like. I mean, we were just having a <laughs> Southern staying quiet now. <laughs> I don't know. I love the joke. I'm going to turn it serious. You know the human genome product uh, pro- uh, project yeah. and all the blood collection and all the DNA? 
that is something about all this little, what do they do? They go around, hey, do your little cheat swap. Hey, go find who you're related to. You know, if you mm-hmm. went and gave all that stuff away just to find out you're 6% from Scandinavia or whatever, right. heaven only knows what they're now collecting and storing, and you have no clue once that's oh, yeah. all getting digitized well, and yep. associated yeah, exactly. with other kind of little marketable contracts. It's like, yeah, people, you have given so much away. They collect everything from you, like that afterbirth. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely all that. But but that is something of, like, you know, when you're talking about the actual physical part, I'm like, you know what, that really is something worthwhile to keep about maybe trademarking if it is going to come down to how these are going to get to be encrypted codes and mm-hmm. valid and invalid at some later point down the road for the kids' kids. I mean, don't but get me you know wrong, what? I'm I optimistic just don't doubt boots it. on ground I don't on, doubt on it. Mars in 2030. Like, I'm, I'm much more wanting to see Star Trek. Like, we can all get along and go out right. and get off this rock. But, you know, on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, that's not actually necessarily a bad idea to start claiming actual... Body DNA heart. kind of property, intellectual property in that regard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you look at the CSC, they, you know, the, remember I was telling you about the Corporation Service Management Company? Yeah. It says there that they are the registered agents over all names and intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying, look, we better go in there and start claiming our body parts and trade, yeah. trademarking them because... If they ask you what types of products are you creating that is unique, I'd say my children, my babies, yes. I, they're unique. Yes. No two are alike, and guess what? I want a patent. Yes. You're going to patent yeah. my... my patent your, um, yeah, hands off. Job. Absolutely hands off. <laughs> not yours. Yeah. Gift yeah. from God, not yours. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, uh, we were just being funny about it. And he was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to um, patent my private parts. <laughs> <laughs> They'll steal their, I mean, that, if you did that, they wouldn't be able to steal your creations. Well, that's kind of the sad reality about, you know, like what a lot of those little indemnity agreements at hospitals and all that right. are potentially showing up. You know, I mean, the sad reality and, yep. you know, this is just to kind of take it yourself. a little bit serious, but when all of that, you know, crap all the politics about right to life was going down mm-hmm. and they were twisting it about wanting a heartbeat, the declaration mm-hmm. of a person is a heartbeat separate. So all those, oh, I just get so mad, all those knowledgeable politicians simply wanted to have the doctor's signature on verifying that they could have a year's worth of currency. Mm-hmm. Because they could verify mm-hmm. a separate heartbeat. They didn't care that obviously that person was not going to be in existence. Right. They wanted right. to create the currency on it. And then they were they using the whole feel low. good of, oh, we want these women yeah. to make informed choices. <laughs> no, you were generating more currency because of the legal definition of a person. Yeah. Well, you know what I would just say is um, I'll just say, quote, unquote, Barack Obama said we were uninformed voters, so that informant document is not valid. Uh Uh-huh. 
Thank goodness you for the baby defense. It. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I totally claim one. the baby defense. Everything is void because yes. it was a minor estate, and they are intermeddling in the affairs of a minor estate. Right. We're uninformed voters. Uh, wait yep. a minute. Dad, I'm not a dad. You just said I was a deadbeat. That means I don't have a heartbeat. I'm a deadbeat. There you go. Dad. There yep. you go. I mean, when you start looking really closely at their language, yeah. listen to how they say um, you're a deadbeat dad. Yep. Deadbeat. Yep. That means you're a man with no heartbeat. Absolutely. Every single one of those women taking checks are whores. Legally speaking, they're taking money for their services. Yep. Oh, don't even get uh-huh. me started about the way they've created that mess with the support system. Because it's, oh, raw, no, da- it's all voir dare. Oh, yeah, we're going to use the oath. I mean, they know dang well that that <laughs> actual man isn't responsible for a piece of paper legal fiction. Yeah. But what if you're going to voir it, sure. Um, if, you, if they claimed you when you were born, right, and they mm-hmm. claimed him when he was born, right, and nobody, you know, I tell people, you you got to really look deeply into the circumstances here. Um, you know, like, um, you're both already dead. That's why they call, you know, mom the informant, even though she's, you know, really nothing. Because in their world, women don't have any rights. And, and I just read you the law there where it says, if a woman claims for him to be the father... Her word alone does not count. It has to have supporting and convincing evidence. And I'm saying, like, people, have you even looked up your probate laws? That was in probate for Indiana. Three things, it says something. No, in Indiana, it's one thing. It has to be established. And so, you know, you got to look at how they talk about you. You know, the government gives you all these little clues um, calling people deadbeat dads. Well, if I'm a deadbeat dad, um, I guess I'm a dead man, and you're trying to get me. And Southern even pulled um, note of this today. He says they don't call you the father. They, they call the you father. the obligator. It's, it's obligator and yep. non-custodial parent. You are never yep. listed on any of those documents under Title mm-hmm. 42 as a mother or a father. You are either custodial mm-hmm. or non-custodial because Title 42, you are simply the cattle, and everything yep. out of the cattle's body on the farm belongs to the farmer. So yep. you are yep. totally um, bagged you know. and tagged. They just figure if you're a contented cow, they'll let you be free-range because you are going to probably produce better milk. But yeah. make no mistake about it. I mean, you know, <laughs> having done my time in the business that was a prison, it was kind of very 1984 when it was talking about human trafficking and the crime of right. human trafficking in their lovely place of business. Yes. This country is now one of the highest rates of human trafficking. <laughs> yeah, yes. and you know, like I was telling her, you know, I was telling the lady from the um, Department of Health, I said, you know, you didn't record um, mankind being born and begotten children of mankind. Right. She goes, of course you are. I said, no, because you call us humans. Human means Monster. we're a tainted yep. man. And... She said, I never thought of it that way. I said, well, you don't call us men and women. You're calling us humans. I said, there's no species on that birth certificate. And you know what? 
one thing at the beginning, she was kind of mad at me in the beginning because she was going to try to hang up on me. I said, don't hang up on me because I want to bring some really important points. And I told her, I, I might have to subpoena you to court. She goes, no, no, why would you want to subpoena us to court? I said, because Secretary of State just told me that you're the regulators over the hospital. She goes, no, the hospital is responsible solely for what they did. And I said, and what did they do? Tell me what you were recording that day. Uh, Good for you. Pointing it to the hospital. And I said, but... The Secretary of State said, you're responsible for what they do. No, we're not. We don't have no jurisdiction. I said, you know what? I noticed that every one of you guys that I talk to, you're always saying that you're not responsible for what the other man does, but all of you combined locked us out of our estates. I said, that's the whole point here is that if you're not recording the birth of mankind as begotten sons and daughters of their fathers, I said, then you're robbing the estate. And I even told her, listen, well, of course, you can't Cain doesn't claim plausible deniability. I said, you guys are trying to claim yeah. plausible deniability. You can't do that. I told her, you're wrong because when mom left that hospital, you did not tell her she was walking away and that the dad, he didn't even sign any papers. You call her an informant, and he's going home thinking that's his baby. That's not his child. You've just stolen it from mom. I said, not to mention the hospital has a contract. The first thing they try to do is give you a C-section or try to say they have to put you under or or um, uh, getting you uh, under Demerol, morphine. I said, you know, you're drugging these women up, and then you rob them like 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That makes your papers invalid. They were incoherent. They're not in their right mind after you give them Demerol and morphine. They would give you their whole life if you do. They'll sign their whole life away. Right. Now, the good thing is all those records can be corrected because of the baby defense, right, minor state, incoherent. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm temporarily listed as, yeah, incompetent. You know, I can't administer the estate yet. Yep, not in my my rightful capacity. Yep, it's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I joke with the lawyer that I did use that. I said, well, I'm glad my ego is not attached to that. Oh my god, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, call me incompetent. That's fine. <laughs> That's good. Just you know what? I'm not I, dangerous. Yeah. You know, just just make sure you get the little report that I'm not dangerous because when the state mm-hmm. came after me claiming I was dangerous, I was a real interesting left hook. <laughs> yeah, well, now they're trying to say, um, and I've been seeing this a lot being talked about by the legislators where they're saying, well, we're going to try to confiscate guns from the incompetent, anyone who's on a disability will not be able, um, veterans that are ill. See, they're going to try to go in now and deem everyone incompetent. And some they're way, already criminals, right, right. Well, let me, let me jump in here real quick for a second because <clears throat> that trademark, when that trademark document or the service mark, when that document is filled out correctly and accepted, it automatically gives you competence and equity. Yes. And I found that in the in the in the statute that says they will be deemed competent. Yes. Yep. So yes, again, that's, the whole. that's why I'm um, trying to get to the name change. I've got the notice in the 
paper, and so it was good to know I can either use the will of the father, giving it back, go to the secretary mm-hmm. of state. In other words, okay, so good, get the name change, and then do the DBA exactly. So to get all three, right? And it's not, and it's not just check. Also, you know, uh, even though you put the ad in the paper, still try to check with the secretary of state about the change of assignment. The assignment was a great yes. Thank you very much for that. That was a really huge one. That was really good. Yes. And again, oh, right. it's the Secretary of State for the first certificate. So does anybody it's the else have a State, question? Not the residents, because I, I just happen to be one of those split. It's the, you go to the Secretary of State for the assignment for the birth certificate. Of the property of that person, yeah. You want to try to get that all-capital name under your possession. Right. But you're going to use the Secretary of State that is the property of the birth certificate origination. Right, and and okay. look online. You can check online. Go to your state of birth. Yeah. And see if they have that notice of assignment, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to be checking. Yeah, no, that was a good. Yeah, one we thing. should be looking into that too. I forgot all about that. Trial was telling me about that the other day, and I was like, I'm going to go look for that because um, a lot of people may not have to change their name, and yeah. they can't no, afford that. Notice of that. assignment is great. But, right. But just keep in mind that it's not that that assignment is not coming out of the county; it's coming out of the state. So I don't know what effect it's going to have. Keep that in mind. Who are the people that might not have to change their names? Uh, those of you who you might, if you have your certificate of live birth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some well, of you have birth certificates that are already up or left. The people with the birth certificates in the upper and lower don't have to change the name? No. What I'm, what I'm saying is you got to check this in your probate court, right? Yeah. And see if you have to because, like in um, our New York guy, he, he was told, and I just looked at his second letter, it said he didn't have to because that was his name. Well, then he just needs to do a DBA then. Yeah, you got to claim it. And and here's my thing, too, that when I was talking to the health department, she said the same thing. She said the proper name is yours, and it's tied with the upper lower case. She said you have a problem of abandonment. And Trial also has another um, document. I'll pull it up where it talks about every three years, if you don't claim that name, it's abandoned property, and someone else can claim it. All right, uh, I'm going to jump in. Okay. This is Pastor Penn. Hi. Let me, let me say something real quick, right? <clears throat> if you're looking for shortcuts, my suggestion is, is don't take them. <laughs> Go through the process. Yeah. Go through each step. Like I said, we don't know what yeah. the assignment's going to do to the Secretary of State. It's not going to put you on the county because it's, you're doing this at the state, okay? Right. Um, so if you're looking to shave time, and, and skip a seal, I, I wouldn't, um, if it were me, I would go after all the seven seals. Yeah. Personally. Um, you might be able to lock down a name and maybe get some benefits from doing that, but you're probably not going to get your injunction. Um, you're probably not going to get all the seals that you're looking for. 
if that's, you know, assuming that that's your goal, um, if you're going to take a shortcut, you're going to get shortchanged. Okay. Um, I, I, I dropped my... Uh, just... Yo, up next, man. Okay. okay. I got my, uh, my name off, uh, so they're going to set it for hearing. Um, I did my wife's some complications, but we got through it. But in the, in the interim... I called my birth state in the uh, county where I lived at, mm-hmm. and I called the um, adoption um, unit. So they're in the process of sending me a form, and she asked me, "What are what am I looking for?" I said, "Well, I'm looking for an adoption decree." She says, "Okay, no problem. Is it for you?" I said, "Yes." She says, "All right, I'll send you the form." So. Question goes is if I get a certified copy of this adoption decree, can I take that and do the same thing as with a name change? We don't know if somebody does it. What are you trying to adopt? I got two names. I got two driver's licenses. I got two social no, but that's cards. not a. But you, I don't think you can do that. Remember, I told you that that certificate has the same number as your original birth certificate. Okay, but when I still be able to claim that as part of of my my state. Well, you know what? I'm thinking that you're gonna. I'm thinking you're going to have to bring both certificates in, and they're going to have to merge them because um, my only thing is I don't want them to say later, well, you were using both of them. Um, I would just say I didn't know one of them meant something else because, remember, you're not claiming the Social Security number, okay? Okay. You're claiming the name. And um, those certificate numbers are both the same. Like you said, I would just pick a name that you want to stick with, merge them together when you do your name change, I guess, and tell the judge, I have two different names on two different birth certificates, and I'm going to use this name because you don't want to get in trouble. But at least he'll have it noted for the record that you have two of them. Right, but it's not on me. I didn't do this crap. When my mother kicked me out the house, she gave me two of this, two of that. Do this. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Well, I, then I would only, uh, you know what, if I were you, I would only work with the one that, if one gives you benefits, then work with the one that doesn't and don't use the social. What I mean oh. by that is when you go to do a name change, you're going to have to pick one of the two names that you're going to work with. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't want to say because it's kind of wishy-washy, you know, your circumstances with those two names and two numbers. And I don't want to tell you the right thing to do because yours is going to be complicated because of the fact that um, what if one of them is has all your benefits in it and, and one number doesn't? Both of them have benefits. And the reason why I know is because I, I know both of them have benefits. Yeah, I know. You would know. You would know. And you... Absolutely. Well, the one right now, currently, they're taking my disability for my, my, my veteran's disability. 
Right now, that one, they owe me about $25,000 back back. I want my money. Well, this is the thing, right? You're, you seem to be the only one that has this unique circumstance. Mm-hmm. Go talk to them, and then whatever, whatever um, instructions that they give you, go execute them, and then come back and tell us because we don't know. Yeah. Until you. you do it. You're the one who has this unique circumstance with, with all of these duplicates. Go give it a shot. See what happens. Make a choice and come back and tell us because we don't know until someone goes out and does something. Well, yeah, I'll, we I'll don't want to tell you what to do because I don't want you to – if one has a benefit in it and you, they owe you $25,000, I don't want to say, well, give that one up. No. But you have a unique circumstance where you have two and two, you know, you have two different ones with two different accounts attached to it. Um, you know, I don't want you to lose out on any of them, but your circumstance is unique. <laughs> you know? Well, the only reason why I said that is because I know when we talked the other morning, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was going in a different direction. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. The key thing that stuck out when I talked to the clerk, she says, yeah. are you looking for a, an, uh, an adoption decree? You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the key word that stuck out for me, it was the, a decree. Something right. was decree. Was this name given to me, okay, in the adoption? Mm-hmm. Was it was a decree? It had to be decree because that wasn't my birth name. I had right. my original birth certificate, and it had a pen on it. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. ended up still. Yeah, my, my thing is, to me, based on what you're saying, to me it sounds like there must have been a court case involved when you were young, right? Yes. Because there's no way you could have a totally different birth certificate. I'm telling you, when my mother kicked me out the house when I was 18, mm-hmm. He gave me a whole stack of papers, and unfortunately, my older mm-hmm. sister threw a lot of my shit out. So right. that original birth certificate that, that I had, it would have gave me definitely it gave me the separation right. from the one I have now. And the only reason right. why, the only reason why, and I have firsthand knowledge because, like I said, I was eighteen when my mom gave it to me, and I read it. And thanks, going back to what you said, because how how majority of this this stuff. Uh, came out was when my my my, my biological father died. My next door neighbor mm-hmm. said, "You need to go get a social security," and I went to try to go get it, mm-hmm. and they would give it to me because of the um the different different name. And so, basically, this is how all this 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 came out was the fact that you know it said, "Well, you you were adopted," blah 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 blah. So. You you don't have access to his 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 um oh man, his benefits because you're no longer his son. That's, you know that's exactly what I'm saying. Like when you get adopted, um, you don't be you're not his son no more, and that's why we have to check to see. And you need to get your papers. You probably have a case. It's not going to be in your name. It's going to be in your parents' name, and um, it's going to be in juvenile. Uh, right. court. Right. That's why I contact. And they have the adoption unit, the juvenile, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. 
basically, she's sending me the form. All I got to do is mm-hmm. fill out the form. I'm assuming they're going to ask me certain questions, which, I, mm-hmm. you know, at this particular point in time, the research mm-hmm. is something I did. There's certain stuff mm-hmm. I'll be able to answer. You know what right. I'm saying? And so, um, and, I, and I guess for me, getting a copy of, a certified copy of it, you mm-hmm. know, I can either, you know, I can just take it, I have it, or, like you said, choose to make a decision. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and here, you know what makes me mad is you see how they'll say that, oh, that's not your father no more? Yeah. That's what they were telling me. You don't exist anymore. I said, well, how can that be? Well, there appears to be a name change. That name doesn't exist. I'm like, that's impossible. But you see, now that Department of Health worker, she said, I want to see that. She goes, are you sure that's what they said to you? And I said, yeah. You know, like, basically what she's realizing is that these counties are committing crimes. And you know what I noticed that I heard today? Everybody was pointing the finger. And guess who they were all blaming? The courthouse. Oh, the wow. court. Did they were blaming you. the courthouse for what? For changing my name without my parents' consent. I told them they changed the name. My parents signed the document, except there's a problem. I told her it's not on the... On, it's, Inside the minutes of the case, I said, the actual paperwork that you gave my parents, it doesn't say that. But when when the lady gave me all the minutes, internally this judge changed the name. But nobody knew because they didn't, you know, unless you have all the transcripts and you pay for them, you will not even notice that he changed the name. Um, He took away our last name. And that's what this um, lady from the Department of Health told me today. She goes, I need to see that. I really do because um, she said that she had been getting so many people saying that they have a mistake on their birth certificate or somebody added a middle initial or added a middle name or changed the middle name. And she was like, I can understand, like, people that are typing, you make a mistake and you misspell a name. But she says to outright find a decree where you're being stripped of your last name. And I told her that's right, because the all-capital name, it was written on that decree with the date of birth, where it was created. um, uh, And I said, how are you going to put my name in upper lowercase, right? But there's no last name on it. But you're going to tell me that you guys didn't have any motive when you put my name in proper with no last name on it. Like, you would have said, um, so-and-so uh, was born unto these two people at this hospital, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say that. It says that the all-capital name was born at that hospital. The creation date, it says located in this city and this state. But when they talk about us, the living man, it doesn't say any of that. It doesn't say where we were born. It doesn't say that... Um, uh, our last names or anything. So I already know that they're committing a fraud. And when I go and bring my papers in, which is going to be now, I'm going to be going in um, uh, this month, I'm going to be going to Indiana to the probate. I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to have a heart attack, croak, and die. There's no way you can undo what's written on those. I mean, you're gonna, I can undo it. 
but it's catching them right in the act of them stripping you of your rights. But that's so. the whole thing with everything that they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. They've taken that, like, there was a, a document that was dealing with real estate. The reason why huh? you record your, your deed to your property is mm-hmm. the government is supposed to be the honest one to, you know, say, okay, this is his, we're going to hold this record in case anybody has a claim or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Somebody else come up with a claim, well, no, here's the original. We have a copy of the original and protect mm-hmm. our rights. But what they have done is they have taken it and, and placed us in into chattel, and they want to charge us uh, property taxes and garbage bills oh. and all kind of other stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they have went beyond their, their thing. The other thing is, is this. Um, which I was listening to um, the, 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 the the other other call on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. They were talking about the uh, the Vatican and this, that, and the other, and their claim that they own everybody. When they took the soul prints of your 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 peak, you know, they're right. claiming your soul, the DNA, this, that, and the other. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's that's. Um, in fact, I'm going to teach on that tomorrow. Shabbat. Uh, familiar spirits, macromancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact of, of, of demonizing, you know, right. and um, we are forbidden to do that. So the fact that they did that when I was a baby um, mm-hmm. had no claim. Now, other thing is this. I don't know about any other state. I don't know about any other situation. I know when my daughter was born, okay, my wife didn't have drugs. They forced mm-hmm. us, but not allow us to leave until we signed. And I put on there... Do not consent um, against our religious belief and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. wife signed that. They, um, it didn't say informant. It said mother. Okay. okay. But it, I don't think it alleviated the fact that they forced us to, 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 mm-hmm. to sign that and, and give her a fingerprint under the exactly. guise of a um, So I did refuse it. I have copies of it. I am going to take that up to Atlanta to to get that authenticated, uh, along with the statement that me and my wife made uh, wow. concerning the incident that occurred, as well as the event that we did uh, for my daughter for her birth, uh, her born right. decoration. So, um, you know, one of the things, I mean, granted, these people have done a lot of wicked stuff to us. And, yeah. um they have done it under the guise of trickery, deceit, mm-hmm. and, and and magic and witchcraft and, and mm-hmm. Satanism, all kind of bull crap. And um, you know, we gotta we I think we're what we're doing is we're learning how to break the spell. Because exactly. you have it. They put a spell spell bling mm-hmm. a spell mm-hmm. on us. And wow. we're learning to break that spell, break the power of that spell, and um, and, and getting our life back. And, you know, I, I want you all to know I was excited the other night. We had our little uh, uh, morning sh- soiree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that, um, that you know, it, things are clicking for me, and, um, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take before I have my hearing, but, you mm-hmm. know, what the clerk said to me today was, yeah, you're requesting your final final order. 
So everything is mm-hmm. done on my end. You know, um, I read over it when I did my wife's. Nobody had any objections. They published mm-hmm. after David the publication is in. Nobody mm-hmm. said they had any claims on the name. So guess what? Mm-hmm. Give me my name. <laughs> That's right. Give it back. You know. Um, I think you got enough. I got you got enough. Um, feeding. You know, like these people. What you know, like they sit here and they talk about the people. Oh, you're a welfare recipient. Welfare. You're a food stamp queen. You're this and that. People, they're the welfare recipients and the welfare queens. You know why? Because they're getting paid off of your dead body. Yeah. You know, and that's what the people don't realize is that people criticize people saying, oh, you're getting the welfare and food stamps. Well, did you know that there's something called corporate welfare? where they don't pay taxes, they get tax breaks, um, they get waivers, they get bail-ins, bail-outs. What do you think that is? And they get it in the millions. And then they get these golden parachutes when they're out of there. After they file for bankruptcy and they got the bailout, you'll see the guy retiring with about 30, 40 million because um, that's on his contract. That's a lot of money. I thought you were bankrupt, and and our and the people had to give them a bailout, and and you know I'm telling the people, aren't you mad that you just gave a bank a bailout, and then the, and then the CEO retires a few years later with a golden parachute. So yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna change all that, you know. That's what we're doing here now, but um. If nobody has any more questions, I'm going to call it a night because I am exhausted. Um, I hope you enjoy the show and uh, keep up with your due diligence. And as I continue to study, I'll pass it on to you. Try next week to have your DBAs uh, printed or assume name certificates if you have any questions. Okay? All right. Well, thank you for listening tonight, and you all have a wonderful night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.